Welcome to Free Fall RC yeah, Podcast. I guess I am, because I'm the only one here from the Free Fall RC Podcast crew. <laughs> Jeez, Fred and Kevin. Oh, boy. All right, we'll get into that, though. All right, let's get this show on the road. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is... Andrew Snyder. <laughs> yes, we got Andrew Snyder, guest host on the show. And for our listeners, might be wondering, what about Kevin? Well, Kevin's on Fred? call, so he couldn't make it. Um, and then the second question would be, yeah, what about Fred? <laughs> yeah, Fred couldn't make it either. They Jeez. ditched me. They both ditched me. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so... So Kevin, you know, he's on call this week and he got a call like two hours before the show. It's like, dude, you know, it's killing me. I want to, you know, I want to go on the show and talk to Andrew and everything. But I'm I'm on call. The call just came in. He's got to go down to like Elizabeth, New Jersey, which is about about an hour, an hour, you know, 15 minutes away. Um, Take care of a call. And then, you know, so so hopefully um, I'm hoping Got my hopes up that he'll be able to kind of make it for the the latter part of the show. But then, uh, you know, Fred sends a bunch of pictures to our group text and, you know, it's uh, like, I don't know, draining out some pond or sludge or something. And, and I was like, oh, okay. Fred, you're going to make the show tonight? And unfortunately, he said he'll fall asleep and snore through the entire show, even with Andrew. On the show, he'll, he'll fall asleep. Um, One of the only plankers. <laughs> One of the only plankers, Fred. Come I know. On. This is like the show like perfect for Fred. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he said that, you know, he the last two days he's been just working, you know, really hard and basically dredging crap from the bottom of this pond. So, you know, I understand. I'm still We're still going to have to give Fred shit for it, but, oh, no but I understand, you know. Yeah. Those are tough days working. They're not, you know, it's not just him, you know, stealing people's picnic baskets in the park or you know, collecting, <laughs> uh, collecting a door fee or whatever. So, right. Yeah, I got to give it some shit now. Fuck. <laughs> All right. So I guess, you know, let's just, you know, you and I will continue the show and we'll go from there. Yeah, we can do it without him. Yeah. So this is episode 111, Listener Series Volume 8 with Andrew Snyder. All right, so let's let's check in with everyone's week, or yeah, and we'll go from there. I guess I'll start, and then you know we could have you say you know basically kind of recap on what your last couple of weeks have been, and then we'll go into the main topic and you know talk all about Andrew Snyder. Okay, so I flew on Sunday. Well, I guess let's go into Saturday first because Saturday was kind of a it, it was supposed to be uh, an RC kind of day. So first of all. Saturday was the Adams RC show. And originally I was planning on going. I know we spoke about it in the last episode. Um, mentioned it in the last episode stating that, yeah, I'm going to go. Um, unfortunately, my wife had to go run an errand that she needed me to go with her because, you know, I couldn't just go to the Adams show, leave her with the kids and have her run some errands that she really need to do. Um, so instead I was like, okay, maybe what we'll do is we'll go early in the morning, run her errand and it's kind of cool because she was like, well, you know, she needs to go to the bank and close out an account. So just kind of go into a little bit of detail. So the bank location was either Virginia or Easton, PA. 
And obviously, uh, living in Jersey, Eastern PA is, you know, living where I live in Jersey, Pennsylvania border is about 28 miles away. So Eastern PA was about an hour drive. So we went and did the bank thing. And, you know, one of the things I was looking at when I was looking up the location for her bank was that, oh, it's in Eastern PA. And I'm like, isn't there a hobby shop in Eastern PA? And sure enough, <laughs> there is. It's called uh, Trains and Lanes. And this hobby shop, so we go do the bank, you know, blah, 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 bank stuff, whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, right from there, we're like, boom, let's go, let's go to the hobby shop. She was reluctant, but, well, you know. You, yeah, that's how you were. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> how I was. And, and and my daughter, Chloe, she's all excited. You know, she likes checking out new stuff, new places. Oh, yeah. So she was all excited, and Hunter was just passed out. You know, he's he's only 10 months <laughs> old. So, yeah. <laughs> so we go there, and it was a, probably about a 15, 20 minutes drive from the bank, so it wasn't far at all. And I got to say, this place, you look at it, and it kind of looks, eh, whatever. It looks like a building. On the right side of the building, you see a dirt track for RC cars. So that's kind of cool. And on the left side, you see a paved um, car track, on-road track. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. So we go into the place and it's like, it's a mess. There's just, I mean, not a mess in like it's dirty, but a mess in like they have so much stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of overstock. Overstock, so much stuff. So obviously being named Trains and Lanes, the trains, they had tons of trains. And Chloe had a kick out of all the uh the little miniature people and stuff so she's like yeah. look dad there's homeless people <laughs> so that little miniature homeless people little yeah, miniature cause... like um people getting robbed yeah. <laughs> which oh, is insane <laughs> yeah um and just like all these other miniatures miniature cats miniature animals um so she she was having a kick out of that and me i'm like where's the rc where's the rc flight stuff yeah. so oh my god they had I don't even know how many kits. Now, you know, they had some balsa kits, but mainly like the foam um, RFs or, you know, those like the ones you have to kind of glue together and put your, your stuff in. Right. And they had so many different models. It was insane. I was just, I was thoroughly impressed because usually you go to a hobby shop and they have like a couple of, you know, e-flight kits, right? Or Horizon Hobby stuff. Right. But they had Horizon Hobby stuff. They had some... Um, just some, all these other manufacturers, I, I, you know, I forgot the names of them, but there was just tons of stuff and it was great. So, you know, I look at the helicopter stuff and it's their usual blade kind of helicopter stuff. They had a couple of used T-Rex, uh, like they had a T-Rex 500 for sale for like 600 bucks, which is ridiculous. You get those things for like 200 bucks now, but, um, you know, it was cool though. They had some stuff. They had a sim set up there. And that was like on the right side as you pull in, right? You pull in, you, as you walk in, there's a right side. And so right in front is the trains. On the right is all the RC air stuff. So they had quite a bit of stuff. They had a huge plane. Like, I mean, it's big for me. Like an 80 or 90 inch, um, top, like high wing trainer type of plane. And it was yeah. made out of balsa. It was right at the entrance and it had like trains and lanes there. It was their plane, like kind of like, you know, um, signifying. The display model. Yeah, like a display model and stuff. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, looking through on the left side, you know, I start seeing some, it's all the ground stuff. So you see your RC cars, you see all, they have tons oh, of used RC cars for sale, tons of new ones that are like just hanging with like fishing wire, just hanging up there, um, all built, ready to go for people who want to just buy something and, and take it outside and start you know, racing with it or, or driving it around. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of stuff, tons of like le- tracks and team associate lossy a lot of lossy stuff um a lot of the 
uh, what's that brand? Um, Val Viterra and a couple of the the other like crawler ones, Axial stuff. Axial, yeah. Yep. Um, and just just a whole bunch of stuff. Cool. They had radios. They have all this stuff. Awesome stuff. Um, I was actually looking to see if they had an IX12. Because I wanted right. to see if they had one in stock, but they oh, didn't. Oh, what, what are you looking no, for no, an no. X12 for, huh? <laughs> no, no, I'm, the, uh, I'm not going there. Week, I think a couple of weeks ago, I heard something about, yeah. uh, you liked your DX9 too much. Well, no, it's not that. I just don't use it. You oh, know? yeah. You know, I don't really use the DX9 you got ever the since. V-bar. Right, ever since I went V-Bar. So, it was like, yeah, you know, I don't really need it. But I wanted to just check it out in person, though, you know? But um, it would be nice, spare radio. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe trickle down economics, give my yeah. my DX9 to Chloe, <laughs> or maybe a future radio for Ooh, yeah. for Hunter when he's uh you know old enough. There you go, and that's and, our and then, that'd, be, <laughs> that'd be ready to sync up for uh yeah, buddy box yeah, system. Yeah, wireless buddy box and all that. Yeah. But um but anyways, after all the car stuff, there's another section. And it was huge. It was like Basically, felt as big as the the ground and air and the train section, and that's the lanes part. So the lanes part is slot cars. Now, jeez, oh, I've never done slot cars except for the little home kits that you buy, like the little you know figure right. eights, and you just you know they always fly off the track, and you know they're kind of they're they're very uh, toy grade, right? No, no, these they had three tracks. They had two crazy ones with. <laughs> ones that had banks that were over 45 degree bank yeah yeah so they're like basically almost vertical and and you know i didn't really see like at first i didn't really see much it was just like the tracks were there um i overheard this other guy and his two sons they're like oh you can rent uh slot cars and and try to oval track out and i was like wait a minute and i was like oh excuse me are, are you gonna be are you gonna rent you, you gonna do the rental and and try the slot cars and he's like yeah I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Let me, let me and my daughter join up with you guys. So that way we have four cars racing around the track, you know? Yeah, we're going to be here a bit. Yeah. So <laughs> it was 15 minutes for five bucks, which is fair in, in my opinion. Ooh, yeah. That ain't bad. Um, and the cars were all right. You know, they were, they were like the hobby grade upgradable cars. I don't know anything about them. You know, they had the Lexan bodies on them with the, there was like a metal frame and, and a motor and, you know, the, the, brushes in the front to get the contacts from the slot. Right. And um, so we go and, you know, we put the cars on the track and, you know, what do you do first thing? Just floor it, right? Pull yeah. the trigger all the way and see what happens. <laughs> oh, it. man. As soon as it hits the first quarter, it's just like, psh, flies right off. We're like, damn. Oh, You're like, no, it flies off the track. Oh, jeez. So they all pile up against like this wall. So it's basically just like NASCAR just hits the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Got to pile up and turn four. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, you know, reset it. It was actually kind of hard to drive the cars because you really had to consciously, like, slow down before the turns, you know, like you do with an RC car or just anything racing, right? Yeah, you just had to drive the car. Right, right. Even though you're only doing the throttle, but it was cool. Like, on the straights, they were pretty quick. I mean, they felt like, like true, not scale, but like true... Mile per hour, like 40, 50 mile per hour. It felt that fast, like just whizzing in the straights, and then you had to slow down, and then whizzing and slow down. You know, it's quick. I mean, right. I do like probably ten laps in like less than less than a minute. Like it's just, Dang. yeah, it was it's a lot quicker than I thought. But that's not even the crazy part. Is then like one of the guys that works there goes on the the track that's right next to ours, and wow, I thought this track was quick. 
Oh, or these cars are quick. Holy crap. This thing, this thing would just be like, wow, 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 And it would take that 50-degree bank turn like nothing. You just see the thing. Like, it was so hard to keep track of it with your own eyes. I couldn't believe it. I was like, who knew these things go this quick? Right. Holy crap. And, you know, I, and I was like, oh, so, like, damn, that was quick. Like, what's it made out of? Like, tell me somebody. He's like, yeah, it's Lexa. And, and it's like, it's like the frame is a skeleton frame. It's like an X pattern with four wheels on it, uh, a full X on top body, and then, like, the motor. Like, it weighed nothing, had nothing on it. Did and, this guy, like, 3D printed or? No, it's like, it was made out of um, metal, I think. But oh, it was geez. like, it was like thin strips, like aluminum, whatever. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it, when I thought my, those rental cars go like 40, 50, this thing must have done a hundred miles per hour. <laughs> and, and he had trouble keeping it on the track. It was just like, shoo, 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 boom, fly off the track. And it, this time it flew off the track. Like that's how fast and how much inertia and motion there is that it flew off the track. I was just like, it kind of got me worried because I, I couldn't really pay attention to my car as I hear his car whizzing around the track that's right in front of me. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh shit, this is gonna go hit us in the face or something. And yeah, you know, no and, yeah <laughs> like at a hundred miles per hour or something. But but no, it didn't. And you know, it was cool. Yeah, that that uh, that sounds like a pretty pretty nice hobby shop, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm I've never been there, and and I just couldn't believe it. Like I know a couple of my friends who's gone there before, and you know, they're like, yeah, we're going to trains and lanes. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah, let me know next time you go. But you know, they haven't gone in a while because they don't really have a lot of. Most of my friends are into the helicopter scene, so they don't really have like a good helicopter stuff. So, right. So that happened on Saturday, and then after that, you know, I was like, "Hey, Maria, you know, let's let's just go by the um the Adams RC swap show. You know, it's kind of late, so I'll just probably spend like twenty thirty minutes in there, and then we can go grab some lunch somewhere, and and you know maybe do some like food shopping and stuff." She was like, "Okay, cool. You know, let's do it." I'm driving down to the Adams RC and I'm texting Kevin. I'm, you know, like, oh, how's it going? You know, are you still there? And he's like, no, I left. So like, yeah, yeah, a lot of the vendors were packing up already. And I was like, wait, it's only 1230. Okay. I'm like, well, you know, maybe, maybe some people are packing up, but you know, I'm like, well, I'm heading down there anyways. I'll stop by. He's like, I don't know. And then, he uh, texts one of our other friends, Mike, Mike D, the, the Planker Show guy on YouTube. <laughs> and, you know, Mike, Mike's like, he sent a picture and it was like, none of the tables, like, they're all cleared out. It was like, yeah, they all cleared out. I was like, I guess I'm not paying the fight off to go and look at blank tables. Right. You know, like, that is no point for that. So, yeah, we ended up just, you know, grabbing lunch after that and, you know, and heading back home after doing some shopping. So that was kind of disappointing, you know. The Adams RC show has been a show that Kevin and I have gone to for the last three or four years now, and you know, granted, it's it's definitely a lot of playing stuff, definitely a lot of uh, used playing stuff, um, some new kits, and usually the prices aren't that great. It's they're like you know when you like I guess for our listeners, think of it as like you know your your dirty old plankers, right? Not not your cool plankers like hey, Andrew no. Snyder. <laughs> you know, but your dirty old blankers, right? The guys that are like all grumpy about everything, right? Everything that's not airplanes. And now they're all gathered together in one room trying to sell stuff, you know? So they don't want to budge on the price. Their prices are like 5% off of what you can buy new and shit. Might as well buy new then, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and really the only purpose of me going there 
was looking for a 61 size two stroke or a 91 or 1.2 uh, four stroke for the um, Escapade I have. The 60 inch or 58 inch, whatever the wingspan is, the Escapade. So I wanted to find a motor for that and I was like, eh, maybe I could find one there for like 40, 50 bucks. Who knows, right? Because they usually have a lot of motors, used motors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't mind buying used motors as long as they look all right. Um, I'll get a piston ring or whatever or sleeves and just kind of rebuild it, you know? I don't mind that. So yeah, that was kind of disappointing. I wasn't able to get my motor. So that plane, I'm not even, I still haven't taken it out of the box. It's still sitting there. I'm not going to do it until at least I get a motor. Uh, I might actually go electric. I, I'm thinking about it. The, the thought has crossed my mind. Do it. You know? Why? You think nitro electric? I, I kind of want the nitro sound though, but, and the feel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I, I have, I, I have fuel. I love nitro. I love nitro, but my luck has been so much better with electric. Yeah. And I'm not saying I have bad luck with nitro. I have some nitro planes that are sweethearts and sure. are real nice to me. But oh man, it's I'm I'm starting to think about going electric and really and move, moving most of the fleet. Yeah. Wow. Do you have any uh, 61 two strokes or 91 four strokes? Huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a there's actually a, a very 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 high chance I do. Okay, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um. The only nitro experience I have, my I mean, besides the car, the ground stuff, my first real nitro was the, um, wait, did I get the plane first? No, no, it was the helicopter. I got the helicopter first. What about your Cub? But yeah, but I think soon after or around the same time I got, no, no, I think I had the Cub first, didn't I? Didn't you have your uh, a scratch build or a kit build Cub? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, yeah, yeah, I had the, the Tower Hobbies, the, uh, the ARF. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had that first. So, so that was my first real flight. And you know what? Like once I ran out of gas, nitro, and you know, I had to just fly it in. No real damage, not too bad. But the second time was totally my fault. Well, I'll blame Kevin. It was Kevin's fault. I asked him, (laughs) I asked him clearly, am I clear those trees? He's like, yeah. So I started making my approach and I hit the trees. (laughs) No, he he didn't tell you. Yeah. He said, help, help, help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like that that airplane actually needs to get repaired, but I I don't know. I think I'm gonna strip the servos out, and that's the electronics that gonna go into the escapade. I feel like the escapade is more my pace for uh, for a plane. You know, if it's not a full 3D plane, at least a sport acrobatic. Yeah. The, the Cub was slow. I I flew it full throttle because it just felt too slow. You gotta slow it down and see how it flies. Uh, I mean, I I cut I, when I when it dead sticked on me. I you know I saw how slow yeah. it flew. <laughs> You know, but uh, get her get her up real high in the air and uh, drop the throttle on it and flat spin her out. That's yeah. fun with a cub, really. Oh yeah, maybe a clip wing. I don't know. I feel like this is it's just the wingspan is huge. There's so much lift. It, it's huge, and uh, as long as you got it built up correctly, you shouldn't be ripping any wings off. And uh, yeah, yeah, I whip some flat spins with a huh. with a ninety one inch cub. Wow. Okay, because I mean. Yeah, I, I think I built it right. It hit a tree and then came down that tree the same day and hit the ground hard. And yeah, it was fine. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? You give it a slight shake. Do you hear any uh, wood chips inside? No, there's, there's, there's definitely um, there's definitely rips in the monocoat. And there's yeah. definitely um, 
the the front got little the cow got messed up but i don't know if the motor and the firewall got messed up i didn't i didn't look at it i basically was like i didn't break a prop you know like the prop was fine it came it, it came nose in you know but it hit like soft ground i guess or you know it's i think i think really the wing and and the landing gears and the struts took most of the stuff yeah. But like I I know I could repair it, but I you know I I want to talk to you about you know repairing balsa kits because you know I don't know like how much of the covering do you take off? Do you try to take the covering off to reuse it or you know once it's been stretched out it's kind of you know you can't really reuse it or whatever. But yeah. we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, right. So yeah, anyways, let's move to Sunday. So I flew on Sunday. I flew at my friend's uh, cl- uh, club up by my way. It's about thirty five minutes away. I flew the Oxy Four, loving it. Just beating the crap out of it. I have this new move I'm doing. I'm just, I'm love. I just love doing this new move. It just makes. I feel like I'm a smack pilot, you know. Like a, even though I'm doing it, like I'm doing all my moves 10, 10 feet off the ground. I feel like I'm on the deck because it's like smack one, like one move after another, just combos. Like you know, it's yeah. it's cool. It just feels cool. It feels good, you know. I want to talk about the Gawi X Seven. That was the other helicopter I uh, brought to the field. And you know, some will say you. I'm cursed with this this helicopter. I I, I don't know. I I, I want to partly agree to it, but I also want to say no. I mean, the the second thing that happened was just my dumbass making a stupid mistake, and and you know, it's all on me. Like I own that second crash, but I've never seen to me what looked like. A helicopter exploding in the air by itself, like not from a midair. I've seen that before, but not from a midair. I'm just into doing the a, chicken chicken dance midair. No, no, I'm doing a maneuver, and then I just see, I just hear like a thunk, and I just see confetti in the oh, air. No, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what is that? No, that's no, that's fiberglass. No, that's the canopy. Canopy. The helicopter's fine. My motor cuts out, so okay. Let me explain. Uh, I take off. Everything's fine. I made sure everything was good before I took off. I'm I'm flying it. I start doing that new move on it. I'm, I'm having a good time pushing it around, doing pure flips, but no, noticing the tail's too slow and I'm not timing things right. But whatever, having a great time flying. And I do this move where you kind of stand a helicopter up. Knife edge, so you pull back on the elevator, nose up, tail down, and then you mm-hmm. kind of start doing a punch out, and you start and you start leveling off, so you're flying inverted tail. And as soon as I start getting that inverted, like start going from the stand up position into the inverted tail forward motion, the canopy rips off the helicopter, goes right through the main blade, spits it all out <laughs> the other side of the main blades. And that's the that's the confetti. I thought it was an explosion, but that was the confetti of fiberglasses shooting through. And while the, when the canopy got ripped off or pulled off or the air, whatever, um, it pulled my ESC plug, like the battery lead, one of the battery oh, leads. So no, no, no. I have a buffer pack on there, so it's it's like four big caps that give me RX power. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it gives me enough RX power to um to fly. Throw it down. Yeah, so I level off the heli because it was a kind of inverted tail. I level it off and I start making my way back towards myself autoing. So I'm, I'm tail in, autoing. I, I'm going, I'm negative, negative. I start flaring up. I start flaring up while I, well, I start 
tilting the tail up so I get some of that wind into the blades, get the head speed up, and then I land it. I tried to land it on the runway part of the field, but instead, it, you know, I just didn't make it. I was just a foot short, and I let it down on the weeds. With, like, barely any head speed, just lands in the weeds and just, like, sits on the side, not even touching the ground. So, and this is a 700 heli, it's, you know, but these weeds are like three feet, four feet tall. So, so, you know, I, I, I'm just like, wow, holy crap. The canopy was in like four or five major pieces and all over the field to the left of it, of <laughs> where the helicopter was. So, you know, we go out, take a look, you know, my friends are taking pictures, of course, you know how it is, uh, doing the little, uh, like flight, you know, crash report or incident report there, trying to figure out what happened. Um, I pulled a helicopter out, this, you know, the battery's disconnected, turned the little buffer pack off. So my conclusion is, is I'm flying around, the, you know, the Gawi has four posts where it mounts to the canopy and there's rubber grommets and you're supposed to use these little RC body clips. I had two, I had the ones in the back. I didn't have the ones in the front because I figured, why would I need the ones in the front when the back ones are there? Yeah, kind of my mistake. Oh, and, no. So I think what happened, so I think long part of what happened was, you know, the weekend before I freaking, or two weekends before, I it like ate itself on the ground. I had a gyro sensor. I, I spoke about in the other episode. I, I had right. a gyro sensor wrong, and as soon as it took off, it started tilting right. I went left, and it just ate itself, like just balled itself up. The canopy got damaged. So the canopy was already kind of soft, you know, flimsy feeling. So with that and not having the front two clips on, and then the maneuver I'm doing where the wind just catches the bottom of the canopy and just pulled it right off. Because the canopy was already soft, so it was very malleable to pull it off the front posts. Once it got off the front posts, it was in the blades, so the back ones aren't going to do anything. Oh, and it, no. And it just ripped it right off the back post. So that was the reason why this happened or why the canopy, you know, basically didn't want to live anymore. And, <laughs> you know, but the helicopter's fine. I went over everything. I looked at the links, you know, field look over, right? Like check your links, check your blades for any cracks, stress cracks, make sure they're not flexing. And I put it back down, put the connect the battery and I hovered it, took it up, did some pitch pumps. Okay. Everything feels good. Nothing, you know, it feels good enough that. I don't think I did any damage. I'll obviously take it home and do a more thorough, you know, look at it, make sure that there's definitely nothing wrong before I start beating the crap out of it again. You know, it was really exciting. I wish I had this on video. That was like, you know, when this this stuff happens, you're like, oh, man. You know, and I got Bill, Bill Anthony, freaking desk pilot right next to Mr. Semi-professional videographer right next to me. And he didn't, he wasn't running any cameras, not his phone or his, you know, DSLR or anything. I was like, oh, that would have been so good to have that on film. I was going to say, there's Kevin's chance to uh, ring on Bill a bit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, so that's kind of been my weekend. <laughs> you know, kind of long, kind of had some exciting moments. And, and, uh, yeah. So what you been up to? <laughs> Ended it on a sharp note, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh. Well, we've been, uh, the Snyder boys have been pretty busy over here in Iowa. Uh, we haven't been doing much flying late. Well, I, I take that back. We went and flew on Sunday. Uh, we flew on indoor at an elementary, uh, gym. Oh, nice. And just flying some little indoor foamies and, uh, the micro vapors. 
Okay. Yeah. Wait, micro yeah. vapors or like the just yeah, the vapors, just, right? The yeah, little? just the just the yeah, you are nice vapor, yeah, vapors and yeah, night vapor. Yeah, uh-huh. And uh they uh Wait, hold on one second. What's that noise in the background? That may be my uh my project here. Are you three D printing? Da- my dad's working on. Yeah. Is it uh is it going is it crazy loud? Not crazy loud, just here in the background, so I wasn't sure. But you know, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it and we'll just leave it so people understand what that is. Okay. Well he's uh slowing the print down now. Yeah, he's just running some calibrations. And uh that's what uh we actually got that Friday. And uh that was a a Prusa MK three nice three uh, D printer we've been waiting on that. It's been on pre order since November. Yeah, I think I saw a post of yours uh with like the label, like something from Prusa came in. So, oh yeah, yeah, nice. So uh, we've been testing that out and uh, running calibrations and making sure we can get that. Uh, making some cool and nice prints for us. Yeah, awesome. And uh, and then I've been working on uh, the hog bite. That's a that's a normal build that I've been trying to finish up. That was actually a kit build that I started last year and mm-hmm. had some problems on the wing. Uh, building the aileron spars and um, kind of put it on the back burner and uh, pulled it out again this year. And it's coming together smoothly now that I've uh, had some more balsa building experience under my belt. Oh, right on. So those are the, the main projects that I've been working on recently. And I just had to uh, send my Tyrannus into Alex Grieve. Oh, no. Well, crazy. Yeah. Um, oh. Actually, nothing really Did happened. you get an upgrade? Getting an upgrade, yeah. Gonna do a antenna upgrade on it. Awesome. And get the dipoles and mm-hmm. uh, it's my Tyrannus has taken a, a heck of an upgrade here lately. It's got the the DSMX uh, module, the homemade one. Okay. Put put that together and got that installed and working all good. And that's coming Wait, along. So what do you so. mean homemade? It's not like just a regular piggyback module. You just add to the radio. No. So there's a. Uh, have you ever heard of Oshpark.com? Yeah. I th- yeah, I think they just print like circuit regular circuit boards and stuff. Mm-hmm. They uh they have a version that you can go in and like search for I don't know, it's a Spectrum PSMX DSM2 uh, module board, and then it has a list of components, and you sit there and populate the uh, circuit board, and then you just unsolder a dsmx module from a dx5 or a dx4 yeah. or a cheap just spectrum cheap one, radio. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah and then pop it right in the pins and install it right on the back of the trainus and you can run dsmx protocol like Whereas, natively like not i mean so how yeah. does that work like does it That's does it the, take over your fr sky protocol no, I'm actually disabling my FR Sky protocol mm-hmm. and enabling the external RF. So I have an internal internal RF board that the Tyrannus is native. Yeah, and then the external goes in the it punches in the back in a five pin slot. Okay, and uh, yeah, then it just runs. And the best part is, is the original Spectrum module, mm-hmm. the one that's like a hundred bucks, yeah. is only DSM two compatible. Oh, that sucks. Whereas, whereas with the homemade version, is you can get DSM two and DSM X. Wow. So it's a, I don't know. It, I was happy with it. It was super easy to 
populate the board and we ended up just getting one that was already populated so we didn't have to solder any small components or anything mm-hmm. so uh yeah it was it was sweet just popping out the spectrum module from an old dx5 and popping it in and then plugging it into the Tyrannus with a different channel map and it was insane how easy it was to get working wow that's I was, cool i was so surprised actually with the luck i've been having lately yeah yeah so, sometimes it's weird having things work so nice right right it just kind of yeah. all like lays down in front of you like what yeah That's perfect nice well, you just wipe your hands and mm-hmm. well, done, done with that project <laughs> that's cool yeah okay all right so let's move on to the main topic here all right so first off how long have you been in the hobby not very long uh, i'd really? say about uh this would be in my second year going no in. way yeah uh all right so i say that but I, I played with, you know, small RC cars back mm-hmm. in the day, and like nowhere near hobby-grade RC cars. Like Nyko and Radio Shack? <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, stuff like that. And my dad had, my dad had gotten into the RC hobby um, when he was in England back in the 80s. He was stationed over there for the Air Force. Okay. And uh, he had gotten into, he had, found a RC club over there and seen some planes flying up in the sky, went over there and one of the guys talked to him and said, Hey, you interested in starting? And he goes, yeah. And so he got him a buddy box, went through that thing and, uh, bought a radio over in England and brought it back and had a plane. And then, uh, the plane was sitting up in the attic and, uh, 30 years later, I'm around, yank it out of the attic and I'm hooked. Nice. I build it up and oh, so he didn't do anything with it. No, he actually because uh, he, you know, he had got moved back home to the states with my mom because she had originally moved over there with him, mm-hmm. and uh, they both got back. And my dad started going to college, started a family, got got pretty busy, and sure, didn't have much time for the hobby. And then, yeah, I I kind of uh, ran out of hobbies. Mm-hmm. I was I was doing a lot with. Uh, sports and skateboarding and physical like real physical activities i would say and uh had quite a few knee surgeries and i need something to keep my body safe and, right and this is the safest way i can have fun yeah no for sure and, and without tearing my body up and and uh yes yeah, so what really got me in the hobby and got me hooked was my dad and i went to uh sig manufacturing they have a uh, fun fly every year oh really and they're a local company here in here in iowa they're uh, about 45 minutes away from where i live their headquarters is and uh so we went there and was checking out their their fun fly and we met uh another father and son rc airplane gang Mm mm-hmm they asked me if I wanted to hop on a buddy box and we flew a, uh, I can't remember the, I think it was a SIG cadet. I want to say. And, uh, that was like my the big first one, the senior. Yeah. Oh, wow. Those are beautiful. I believe that was my first, uh, first real nitro plane experience besides this, uh, ugly stick. That was actually ours. That was, it was our first plane. My dad and I's. Awesome. That first, uh, the first nitro plane we built, uh, I ended up taking it out to my buddies because 
at that point I hadn't joined a club and mm-hmm. uh, had a secure flying location. So I was trying to find anybody, any of the local farmers around or anybody who had some flat land that I could yeah. borrow for a half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, uh, my buddy let me use his space and it ended up not being quite big enough. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. I, uh, I tested the same, uh, hitting the broadside of a barn. We'll put it that way. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It went right, right into the side of her and, uh, I've got wings hanging up for decoration. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So I guess it was pretty much totaled, huh? Yeah, that one was. Yeah. And, uh, actually that one had a cracked muffler, uh, bent motor shaft, and that was a nitro engine. It's you gotta you gotta plant something in front of that thing to do do that type of damage. Yeah, yeah. If that crankshaft gets that bent, that's it. Oh uh, yeah. Wow. So so you kind of went into it. So where where are you from? From Wilton, Iowa. Okay. A real small, small town. I think uh, the population around here is around 3,500 3, maybe. Wow. Okay. It's not not too big. So do you fly only planes? Do you dabble in anything else like multi-rotors or helicopters? Here recently I got a uh, FT Gremlin, but uh, that, got put, that got put on the back burner, unfortunately. Oh, no. Why? Um, I ended up getting a bad uh, flight controller. My femto board came in bad. Ah, okay. I had everything everything on uh, beta flight running nice and perfect. And I was talking to Matt on the flight test crew. Mm-hmm. And it was just like troubleshooting what was going on. And he was saying, man, you looks like you got everything set up right. Yeah. But I just, I just couldn't get my arm switch to work with my Tyrannus. And uh, yeah, it just wasn't arming. For some reason, huh? Uh, and uh, we even, tried. Though, even though you saw that, like the the beta flight saw your input, your channel input, and, and you yeah, would move. Yeah, yeah, it was in, it was impressive, like how funky, it, how funky it was. Because I threw Matt and Joel off, and uh, those are the two guys I had hit up about it. And mm-hmm. Man, yeah, they had uh, told me to adjust one of the values. I, I can't even remember. I'm, Still trying to figure all all the quad stuff now too, right? And uh, I mean, it's each one of these little sections of the hobby is a whole new. Well, there's a learning experience. curve, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, I mean, that's what's fun about it is you're always learning something, you're always gaining more knowledge, and yeah, uh, it's awesome. I love it. So, so have you tried? Like, did you call flight test support to see if they could maybe get you another board or? Oh yeah, yeah. I talked to Jen. Yeah, oh, okay. she's on. She, she is on it. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah. I talk to them every once in a while and mm-hmm. send them emails and yeah. yeah, the flight test crew is cool. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We, so we we'll love them guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully you'll get that thing uh, going because the Grom was a nice little, I haven't even tried the new ones. I, I still have like the old first generation G10 little or acrylic or whatever they are. The plastic frames. Oh, the, the Delrin. Oh yeah. Delrin. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Who, who's, uh, whose frame do you have? Uh, I th- what's his name? Um, DJ? I yeah, yeah. I think he did the regular X type frame, right? Yeah, and yeah. then I think Pixlers is uh the like staggered. An H frame. Yeah, yeah, the staggered H frame. Yep, yep. Um, Kevin. So I, I, you know, I got one for Kevin that time. So he got the staggered one, and I don't know if, what Kevin's done with it. I don't know. If, he flew it, I remember, but he was getting some weird, I guess, um, pitching when he yawed, and I think it's because of the staggered, um, 
frame and of just a you know flight control didn't know what to do really did he have the inverted motors on the back no he didn't they were both upright so i think if he inverted the motors and changed the directions to be proper with the you know props being upside down i think that would probably resolve it yeah but um yeah yeah i had pretty good luck with mine i mean i flew it i flew pretty much line of sight i can't you know my my little fpv setup is is really janky and it's not really that good but I, I'm not I'm not comfortable doing FPV yet, especially with something with open props that are brushless and could like you know damage yeah, walls and shit. You know, slice and dice. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you know what I should do is bring it out to the field and try. But I just I haven't had the urge to lug things around right now. Oh um, heck, you hardly lugging that. Yeah, I mean, it's almost it's, throw it in the back pocket. You know, you know what it is is it's the it's the supplemental right like i'm not just lugging the little quad which yeah. is tiny but it's like you gotta gotta well, carry the spectrum transmitter my and spectrum the goggles trans- yeah and-, and i like i don't have like just uh my regular goggles the video i guess it's the receiver and uh-huh. it broke so like i just use this goggles and i have an external video receiver so I, that i gotta look this little box that i built with the display in it and everything so it's just yeah. it's like the extra little stuff and i don't know i'm, I'm freaking lazy i don't want to I don't want to even carry the DX9 around. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like I bring two helicopters and like a dozen batteries and that's my whole day, you know? So, yeah. 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 But anyways, uh, yeah, that's really cool. And, and yeah, I'm excited to get that thing going. I, I'm going to try and build it as an indoor flyer. Okay. And just fly it around my basement. Well, you know what you can do is you can build some prop cars with that 3D printer. So you oh, can yeah. have a little bit of safety, you know, m- margin. So it bounces. <laughs> that way I'm not breaking props for the first couple of weeks getting used to it. And- well, to tell you one thing is those little plastic clear props, they can take a beating. I've yeah. hit that thing against my garage. I don't even know how many times. Slammed it in the garage so many times. And you just kind of bend it back and fly it. It's fine. Um, yeah, to sh- sharpen up the, the leading edge of the, <laughs> yeah, the prop. They sh- yeah, they sharpen up a little. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Or, or they get a little, like, chip. But yeah, it, it'll it's, buff out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but because they're, like, they're spinning so fast, you probably want to put prop guards or build some type of prop guards. But then it'll just bounce off the surface. It won't nick or right. mar, like, if you're in your house flying or something, you know? Yeah, and you'll just be in, like, horizon mode or whatever for that, too. So Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be going crazy. And- well, the flight controller is cool, but there's one, it's like horizon mode, but at, if it reaches a certain degree, it'll flip. So I was oh. doing full acrobatic stuff like whoop, 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 like flipping like one, two, three, four flips, you know? So and you then, move move to the, move your six full rates and it actually does full rotation? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then like you let go of the sticks and it self levels. So think about Ooh. when you're flipping and you don't know is how to. Angle, is that angle mode? I think it's 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 one of the modes. I I, I don't remember exactly. It's been okay. a while, but there's like a horizon mode where it limits your angle. Yeah, horizon mode, and then I think there it is an angle mode or something like that, where it lets you go to that certain degree, but it also lets you flip it. Yeah, I'm freaking, I'm freaking excited. And it has a self level, right? So when you let go of the sticks, it just self levels, and you can. Yeah. So it's just great because when you're you know when you're flipping for the first time, you don't know how much to flip before you're level, and when you're in a quad and you're not level and you hit the throttle, it flies one way or another. It's like know? doing a front flip on a trampoline for the first time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? You so it can send you over rotate. It says you're flying. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So that's really cool to at least learn what it feels like and looks like, especially if you're doing it FPV. So, right. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's cool, man. I can't wait to, to get your uh, get your take on that. 
I need to get a, a little DVR recorder too, so then I can record the flights and. Mm-hmm. Yep. That'd be that'd be sweet. Yeah, you could get one on like Amazon, whatever, and you could tie it into your. Um, My video. Uh, video. video file. File. Yep. Yep. So, cool. That's cool. Um, what about helicopters? You do any? You have you dabbled in helicopters yet? Not yet, but I'll tell you. I do want to, and I told you. I believe I told you guys at Flight Fest. Mm-hmm. Don't tell my dad this, but because <laughs> uh, I, he likes his planes being being in the Air Force and stuff. Sure. He was always around uh, the F eleven one elevens, I believe, uh-huh. over in England. He he likes his planes, but I'll tell you, I like anything that flies, uh, anything that can get airborne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in, I'm in love with it. I. Uh, I saw those paramotors at Flight Fest, and I was hooked on those. Oh yeah, you're like shit. I need that too. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's going to be a, a future goal as well. But I'll tell you, I'm going to use this. One of the first things I've been looking at printing is a 3D printed uh, paramotor like RC, RC paramotor. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, get a little uh, paramotor wing from Hobby King. Unfortunately, Ugh, Hobby King. Oh, uh, you don't like Hobby King? Uh, I've had some bad luck with them. Mm. It's and been mixed for me, so I, I can't say I, I had bad luck. But I don't, I don't want to bash them. Sure. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to miss Tower, I'll tell you that. I, I know. I know. That's – I can't – I mean, I I kind of believe it, but I can't believe it. It's most – you know, I mean, I got some bad news too. Like I found out my local hobby shop guy, uh, the one that I got the Gowie from, mm-hmm. he's, he's actually going to be closing shop um, next uh. month. No. You know, he stopped, he did his last race. Like he does a mini Z car races at his place. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, he thanked everyone for making out to the last race and all this stuff on Facebook. And I was like, wait, Man. is he closing? So I, I, you know, I have his numbers. I went right to a text and text him like, dude, Maj, are you closing? He's or just the races are done. He's like, well, the races are done. That Friday was my last race. And, and yeah, next month we're closing. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that sucks, man. You know? Yeah, that's not good to hear. But you know, right. like you know, now on a bigger picture, like Tower Hobbies obviously or Hobbico kinda uh, didn't, you know, manage their system right, their you know, yeah. business right and and you know, now they're closing down and Towers Tower is the flagship store for Hobbico, right? If if I'm not mistaken. That's what I understand as well. So, so yeah, they might be going out of business too, eventually. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean that was probably one of their bigger bigger makers there. But they, they, they had a lot of them, too. I mean, all those RC cars and stuff, like Axial and all that stuff was underneath Hobby Coast as well. Oh, wow. So. Oh, man, I'm curious to see what happens. You know, I don't know. Not not that I have any inside news or anything, but I think, like, <laughs> I think uh, Horizon Hobby should just buy up everything. I, I'll tell you, I, I wish they would. Yeah, like, so that way at least the brands that we know and grew up with continue there uh and i was talking to a gentleman i was flying with on sunday and uh there do you know do you remember byron's models sure they uh i believe they were out of iowa as well iowa or illinois Mm -hmm. but uh a guy was telling me that when that company was being sold a guy had purchased the, the company had all of the the molds and casts and everything put in a shipping container. He ended up not paying the uh, Byron's family who originally owned. Wow. Okay. So 
he is facing a lawsuit and isn't going to be making their kits because if he makes the kits, all of that money has to go back to the Byron family. Sure, right. They still own the rights. So he doesn't want to waste making waste his time making kits if he he's not going to be making any money off the kits. Mm-hmm. So there's a Byron's models that replacement parts and tons of tons of other kits that are just held in the shipping container somewhere and nobody has access to them. And this guy isn't going to, you know, share them or sell them or do anything with them. You'd think he'd just sell them and try and make it right, make it right with the family. But yeah, what a, and give the access way of doing business. (laughs) That's, that's kind of the route I'm leaning. It's kind of unfortunate, but yeah, you know, and I, and I hate to say it, but that you you see so many people trying to pull those moves, and I mean that's what brings the hobby down. And oh, for sure, it, it really sucks. But oh, I, I love my hobby shop that I got here locally. They uh, they were they treat me very nice, and Majors Art and Hobby. They are uh, a great family owned hobby shop, and mm-hmm. they've they've owned them as long as I've I've been around. And I was born in Davenport, and that's where they're out of. And uh, yeah, they do. They do a great job. Oh, oh what's this? Uh, wait, hold on one second. Uh oh. Yo. Whoa. Yo, yo, yo. Whoa. Who is what's this? <laughs> he's in. He's in like Flynn. It's loud. It's loud. It's it's, it's not loud, loud over for, here, me. But it's for me. It's for me. Okay. Sorry. Am I too loud? Oh my god, we got Kevin. What's up, Kevin? What's up? I take back like, everything man? I said about you. You me better, too. man. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but nothing, I'm not taking any of the shit that I said about Fred. Yeah, nothing, nothing back about Fred. <laughs> no. You're, st- you're still in the crapper, Fred. Yeah, yeah. You're still in the dredge, the dredging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why, dredge wait a Fred's not here? No. Dredge away. I'm freaking, I was, I was like, what the hell? I'm doing this show by myself. I was like, well, I'm glad at least it's Andrew because, you know, I know I could talk to him. We can make a good show out of this anyway. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we can shoot the shit and make it along. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. Did, uh, are we recording? Are we live? Yes, we're live. You are in uh, the main topic already. Live nice. on the air. Live on the air. Well, or I'm glad I missed record. what everybody's been up to because I haven't been up to anything this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you I didn't, really yeah, didn't, you didn't fly, right? That's not what I heard, Kevin. I heard uh, the Adams RC show was a hit. Yeah, well, yeah I did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's right. I shouldn't say. Well, I, I meant I got a no fly. You did I get guess. a no fly, yes. Uh, no fly, no show. Um, do you want to quickly kind of go over your Adams RC experience real quick? Um, yeah, I went there. I bought a servo tester and I left. Nice. <laughs> Is that quick enough? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's about as much time as I'm going to give you. <laughs> No, it was um, it was the same deal. Um, actually, talked to Jason Klein for a while. Me and him mm-hmm. uh, were talking. Um, saw a lot of really, you know, I saw, I saw some pretty cool warbirds. Saw your Herobo shuttle or some facsimile of that with the wooden blades. I took some pictures. I sent yep. them. Yep. Sent them to you guys. I also posted them on uh, the Facebook page. But I got to talk to Jason for a while, and and he was he's funny man. We were we were chatting about different things, and he was like, "Can you?" hit steve every time he says planker and i was like well i can try but i'd have to drive to his house to do it while we're recording i'll tell you we've said it a lot so far this yeah episode. yeah oh have you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice. sorry jason <laughs> but yeah he's um he was introducing me as the guy that used to fly planes and now is addicted to helicopters 
that's kind of partly true, but not really. But uh, it was good to see I, him, dude. I, I, I call I that evolution. See, <laughs> yeah, I didn't see. Um, I didn't see uh, Peter. I thought Pete Gregory might show up, and I might get a chance to see him. But mm-hmm. I saw our club president who entered interviewed me for his website or his um youtube channel wait, wait can you say the name of the show yeah it's called the planker channel <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah saw him right off the bat we had a lot of club members there alex yeah. was there of course and uh i saw some really nice warbirds though pretty large scale and uh, is it the picture it, you sent me with the three on the table right there? yeah yeah those are nice it, it, it just seems like money wasn't moving at all they tried to auction stuff off and just overpriced. Just, so. Yeah, it was just weird. It was like nobody wanted to part with their money, and there were some pretty good deals. I, I think the only people that were there were were the vendors, were the people selling shit. So of course, no well, one's yeah. going to buy. <laughs> and I oh, think man. people were looking for the extremely good deals, you know, mm-hmm. which I don't know. They were looking for stuff for like ten, twenty dollars, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. stuff goes real, real quick. That goes early. You know, you almost have to buy a table just to get the good deals if you want them, if you're looking for something. Right. But that was it, man. And I've been printing like mad, like mad. Nice. The printer just doesn't stop. And I got the clear filament working, Woo! and that's coming out really, really cool, man. Wait, so is my plane going to be clear? No, Actually, no. You know what? I wanted to make like a, a clear one just to have. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Just a static model. Yeah, because it be pretty cool looks too. so cool. Yeah. It looks right. like it's made so out of beautiful. Crystal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew just—we uh, were talking about it earlier. He just got a 3D printer too. Oh, nice! Yeah. Yes, that was a a big score. Uh, I'm digging it. What kind did you get? Uh, Prusai 3 MK3. Oh, okay. And yeah, uh, that's, that's the clone I have. My yes, yes. You were. I remember you um, talking about you had a Prusa or a Prusa yep. clone or something. You had yeah. made it. Yep. We ordered a, a kit version of the new one, and uh, my dad freaking stayed up as late as I've seen him stay up in years, and uh, yeah. he whipped that thing out, and then I set up the electronics on it, and we're, we're doing calibrations and stuff. Nice. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's coming along. I can't wait to be printing out a plane. Yeah. I tried to get my bed leveling sensor to work, and my calibration now is just... I stick a piece of paper on there. I keep dropping it down until it hits it, and then I back it up a little bit, and I'm like, yeah. let it go. Let it print. Yeah. And nice. it seems to work great, man, as long as that bed is is leveled or, you know, leveled according to the 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 head, you know, the, the extruder. It, it works great. Now, what bed temperatures and uh, extruder temperatures and printing material are you using? I'm using PLA. uh exclusively because i've done some research with petg and that number one will stick to glass and you'll almost rip the glass apart trying to get it off the glass jeez wow but it is it's like a um it's like a uh like if pla and abs got together and had a bastard child it's kind of like that because it has the good qualities of of a lot of it except that it doesn't what doesn't it like oh you can't you can't Humidity? super glue it together uh, too well. You you have to use it like a chemical. Yeah, um, acidic like acidic welded. So it, it'll handle the heat better, but you can't glue the plane plate. Can you do an acetone like? You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Weld acetone. Uh, hmm. Not sure. Okay. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm just getting getting used to it and trying to 
trying to get that learning curve going too. The printing of the plane parts though is a completely different animal. Like you can set your like PLA says, uh, you know, your temperature is good to whatever two ten, right? And you know your bed temperature. The bed temperature hasn't really been too far off. Like I think I might I print it sixty five. And you got to understand that, like every bed and every extruder head oh, is yeah. completely it's, different. Like, yeah. So if if I'm printing at 65, my actual temperature might be 67, or, yeah, or, or something yeah. different, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the same with the the extruder head. But I've been printing at 230 for the plain parts only because it's a thin wall, single wall that goes around, and um, oh, it's a single shell. Yeah, it's a single wall shell. Wow. So wow. printing at 230 makes it the adhere better. And sure. you shut yeah. the fan fan completely off. The, sh- the fan gets shut off, the right, cooling right. fan. Wow. Sick. Yeah, so it was trial and error for a while. Filaments make a complete difference. I was using Hatchbox for a while, and I switched over to another brand, Tiny's or something, like T-I-A-N-E-S or N-S-E. What a complete – I couldn't get it to print right with the, the tiny stuff and it's probably because it's just a single wall and it can't handle it better. The hatchbox has been really phenomenal. And now this clear stuff is kind of a no name brand and that's been actually working. So, you know, don't do what I did buy three rolls of filament and buy one maybe and, and yeah. try it out. First, buy like a sample know, especially kit or something. With the planes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause if you're just printing regular stuff like that, I, I don't think you'll have a problem, but it's just this specialty thin wall stuff with the planes that I'm, I'm finding, you know, the the filament makes a, a great difference. Cool. All right. So where were we in the main topic here? So what got you interested in the hobby? Just, I guess, your dad? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, I've, I've always kind of had a interest in flight with him being in the Air Force and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's always, always kind of been in a background. But I also tried to join the Air Force when I was uh, 19. Oh, and okay. Unfortunately, because of my knee surgeries and stuff, uh, they didn't want to take me. So, so I had to do other things and that'll actually probably lead into the next question of what I do for a living. Yeah. So what do you do for a living? (laughs) I I drive forklifts and heavy machinery around for about eight hours a day. Oh, nice. And it ain't too bad. Yeah. I get to listen to awesome podcasts all day long, like you guys and many others. Mm hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really not too bad. It's a cake job. Nice. Cool. What kind of heavy machinery besides forklifts do you, do you run? Um, swing arm forklifts. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, like, probably three times the size of a regular forklift. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, they have a big uh, rotating arm right in front, and you get to sit down. And you pretty much work joysticks like you're a fighter pilot. And that's may- <laughs> maybe why I enjoy it so much. Sure. But uh, yeah, you just move those sticks around, and you get to shift the side of uh, which which side your tines are on. Oh, that's cool. Now, how how long you been doing that? Um, I've been driving forklift for ten years. Oh, okay. So you've gotten past like the first year part where you're learning. And I tell you, I drove a forklift for a long time when I worked at Lumberyard when I was a kid, man. And it's just you get to a point where you can do almost anything. After a certain, yeah. you you become just a master at it because you're on five days a week. You ever seen any of the videos of guys flipping pennies with their tines? No, no but I did crazy. see. I saw yeah. MythBusters climb into the back of a bucket loader or tandem truck with with one of them. Oh dang! <laughs> Which I thought was crazy. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, I don't think it was a forklift. It was you know the 
they had the bucket on the front little one and uh, they saw a video on on doing it and yeah it was that was nuts <laughs> we've uh i've had to i've been part of my fair share of some crazy experiences with some forklifts i've had to uh, uh unload a flatbed trailer that was on top of another flatbed trailer that had gotten, gotten delivered. And we had five forklifts all helping out, all moving oh, wow. at the same wow. time. Synchronized forklifting. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was beautiful. It was it was the coolest thing. It was just seeing all all four of these other guys that are with me all move their their forks up at the same time. And then the semi just take off right from underneath of it. And then we slowly just all drop our forks just nice. like that. And it was like, this couldn't have gone any more smooth. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. But I've been, you know, I've been part of my fair share of uh, accidents as well. You know, those things are no joke. When, uh, when you talk about safety, those things can uh, definitely damage some stuff. Wait, do, did oh, you yeah. ever back into like a shelf and then just, you know, no, no, domino, do, 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 do. Not that bad. Okay, but, uh, okay. I, I've, I've uh, been a leg or two. Yeah, oh, in wow. my day, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done it any any time recently. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you get to driving around and have a couple people in the warehouse with you, and one jumping out or not using a horn, and uh, that'll it could throw you throw you around. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so, do you have any sponsors? No, I am a, a sponsor-free guy. Nice. I'm also yeah. single. Ladies, hit me up. Oh boy. <laughs> hmm You heard it here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, what kind of pilot would you describe yourself as? I'll tell you. I'm. I feel like I'm still just a beginner. I'm. I get out and fly when I can and enjoy. Uh, I almost enjoy just building and wrenching more than more than flying, but I don't want to say that because I, I every time I get out and fly, it just reminds me, hey, this is why I'm doing this. This is why you spent all that time building. So yeah. uh-huh. that's what that's what you you want to do. And oh, no, I don't know. I I just love freaking chit chatting and learning more about the hobby. And but yeah, I'm not not much of a heavy 3d guy i'd like to get into it those are my goals for this year is to become a little bit more of a 3d pilot and uh i'd like to get into some pattern flying and more precision aerobatics and yeah the the smooth stuff smooth 3d so steve since i missed uh does andrew fly helicopters or planes or multi-rotors uh he's getting into multi-rotors he has a gremlin but no he doesn't fly helis yet okay yes yeah. So I was just Not thinking, yet. like, you know, when you said that uh, you like to wrench and build and you don't, you know, you, you fly, but you don't do like a whole lot of flying. I was like, damn, you're a perfect helicopter pilot then, <laughs> because yeah. it's a lot of, oh crap. All right. I'm spending a weekend building, <laughs> rebuilding, you know? <laughs> yeah. I get off of work and, uh, like I said, I work second shift. So three to 11, and my build schedule, as long as I get my butt up in the morning. Mm hmm. I can I can work with some power tools, but I get off at eleven o'clock at night. Uh, the chances of me using power tools are very slim because I ain't gonna be waking my folks up and you know that piss dad off and sure, sure, yeah. so I don't need to be doing that. And uh, so yeah, I usually take things slow and use the power tools in the morning and 
try and cover cover an airplane at night or do some light cutting or mm-hmm. something quiet at night. Well, that's the best part about building helicopters. You can just use regular hand tools. Yeah. Not much. You don't, you don't have to worry tools. about glue too much either. It's just a little bit of a Loctite and maybe a, a couple drops CA over here and there. No. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, yeah. Listeners, all our listeners that fly planes are like, no, Steve, what are you doing? Not again. He's trying <laughs> to convert. convert <laughs> You've me. already converted Kevin. Not another <laughs> Dude, I almost said that. <laughs> hey, man. I'll tell you, you won't fully convert me. No, nah, no, nah, that's good. That won't happen. Not yet. Um, Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's cool, though. Um, so so you actually have time to fly then, right? I mean, you can, like, you know, if you wake up, I mean, what time you say your second shift? So you get off at what? Like you said, 11 o'clock? Yeah. Yeah, so, you you know, 11 o'clock, you have something to eat, you relax a little, you're probably in bed by 1 or 2, then you can wake up, like, I don't know, 10 o'clock. And be like, oh, let me go to the field for a couple hours, you know, or build or you know, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. In the summertime, that's usually what I'll be doing is especially probably this summer is compared to last year. I didn't get as much flying in as I wanted to. So I'm going to be and my goals are get out, get out and fly more mm-hmm. and uh, fly more 3D. Yes. So I'm planning on uh, bringing my tent up and pitching it up at the field on uh, Friday night when I get off of work and just uh, camping out at the, the field for a couple nights on the weekends and then just coming back home and nice. going back to work for the weekend. Cause I, I the, the nice field or the nice club that I go to, mm-hmm. it's about a 45 minute drive from my house. So it's, it's not too bad, but I've got three or four clubs, club fields that I can fly, fly around and stuff. So, but they're all a half an hour, 45 minutes away. No. Cool. So Kevin, you were going to say What were you something? saying? Yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah. Well, Andrew, I was going to say, get back to, you know, you saying that you, you like to hang out and, and chat with everybody, man. That was the first thing I noticed when I met you at Flight Fest. Man, yeah. was like, you came right up. We started talking and having a good time, like, immediately. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I was like, I'd known you for years, dude. Yeah. It was cool, it, man. It was a lot of fun. Dude, and I'll tell you. I listen to you guys every week, so it kind of feels normal. But you, you guys don't listen to me every week, so I right. feel like I feel like I've known you guys for freaking ages. Yeah, like, for probably the whole time you've been in the if you talk about two like, years. <laughs> I feel like we went to elementary school together. We graduated eighth grade, eighth grade <laughs> class together. We went to high school together. Damn. You know, it, that's it's just the way it feels like. Sure, sure, wow. and. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I tell you, I, I love listening to all you guys. You guys do a great job. and uh, Well, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anytime. Cool. Uh, so let's let's get back into what kind of like maneuvers are you working on right now? I'll tell you, one of, my, one of the things I'd really like to get some practice on is rolling harriers Ooh, and slow, <laughs> slow rolling harriers slower rolling harriers i've been practicing and getting pretty decent at and then uh you see like jcas freaking doing rifle rolls and you it it makes you dizzy trying to figure out how he's moving his thumbs that fast and uh it's all the same thumb movements but he's just doing it way fast Mm. it blows it blows my mind or martin pickering and some of the stuff he does i don't know if you if you know any of those those 
you you got to know Jace, right? Jace Ducia. Yeah, well, I think uh, Ethan was talking about the rifle rolls when yeah. he was on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's pretty much just full ride aileron, from what I understand, yeah. and then you're you're just bashing elevator and rudder. Yeah, so so it stays horizontal, right? Yeah, and uh, man, I'm still working on it, but yeah, I spend a lot of time on the sim and stuff, and been trying to practice that stuff before I uh, take it out with a real plane. Mm-hmm. But I, I also got that indoor. Uh, I got an indoor AS3 extra, yep. and it's just like a real thin profile for me and. That thing has been fun to bash around and just hover that and put, hover it and then bump it up to full throttle and take it up to the gym lights that are on the ceiling and bouncing the nose cone off of the ceiling. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, it's fun. It is awesome. It's funny how you get to learn what the control surfaces do, and then when you're in that hover position, you're like, okay. Or if you're doing knife edge, you're like, okay, now the rotor is the elevator, you know, and uh, yeah. you kind of get this feel for all of that. Once you get that, once you get past that, hey, what do all these things do, you know? Right. And I like to fly, like, every time I'm pinching the sticks, I like to imagine that I'm sitting inside the plane for some reason. It just makes, well, no. (laughs) If you do rifle rolls, you're puking. I'll I'll tell you, you, if if that's, uh, if if I were in the plane, that's what I'd be doing. (laughs) Yeah, if you're going that fast, rifle rolling or harrier rolls. (laughs) Yeah, those G limits would just, oh, you'd either knock out or, yeah, barf or pee yeah. your pants or crap your pants, one of them. Yeah, so, some some movement of some sort. Yes, some, some bowels are definitely moving. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so, but, yeah, yeah, I just like to imagine that I'm the, the guy inside moving each control surface, and that's, that's kind of how I wrap my head around it. I try and imagine each control surface, what they're doing through the maneuver. And that's, I don't know, I'm a visual learner. So oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, that's how I learned a lot of the, a lot of the ideas of like, you know, maneuvers in my head. I have to kind of, not that I'm in the helicopter, but yeah, I'd definitely be pooping my pants or something, but, <laughs> but it's more of like, you know, I have to visualize what the helicopter is doing for me to visualize what the sticks need to do to get to that. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally understand. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see. So have you, well, actually, let's talk about this first because you're talking about the AS3 extra and stuff like that. Um, what's in your fleet? What do you got? Oh, man. Oh, boy. So <laughs> cur- currently downstairs in my workshop, I mm-hmm. have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. 18 airframes that are just hanging on the uh, wall. I thought you were going to say 18 batteries. I'm like, what? <laughs> no. 18 eight, eight. airframes, huh? Yeah, wow. and I would say about six of them are, five or six of them are ready to fly, take out today, and if it was nice, the rest of them are just uh, needing servos, motors, whichever, and then I got a, a parts pile that's got, a, I don't know, six six more airframes that could be repaired. Okay. Or Frankenplane or something, huh? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, so let's talk about the six that are flight ready right now. What are those six? Okay. We got our great planes. You can do 3d 60 size. Yes. Nice. Yeah, the, you can do. Yeah. 
and then I got a, a you can do SF, which is, uh, I wouldn't say it's the 40 size. I think it's a bit bigger than their 40 size. It's like the mid range, mm -hmm. but it's got uh, the side force generators on it. Okay. And that, that's a sweet baby plane there. I love it. And that's, uh, that's actually currently set up for nitro while the bigger one's a gasser. Oh, okay. And then, uh, I got a big old 91 inch Piper cub. I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. I got a float plane that is set up for nitro. And that is one that I got from, uh, Patrick Hines at flight fest this year. I don't know if you guys were walking over in that area and saw it, but it was, a. it had those bright orange neon floats. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. The I name sounds familiar. Yeah. He was over with, uh, crash Hancock's group. Yeah. He was, he was over there hanging around that crowd. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he ended up was selling that airframe and we picked it up and I recovered it. Uh, I want to say right before the winter last year and we were going to take it out one day and fly it off of the lake. And, uh, our club was there and it was like 45 mile an hour winds. And I decided against that. So I wasn't going to go swimming. Right. And then, uh, I got a heck. I probably got, three or four more foamies that are ready to go. And then the, we picked up two night vapors this morning and that AS three extras ready to go. And all the flight test planes, the spear and the little mini arrows that I could throw up. Yeah. So, it's, what's, uh, so what's your favorite flight test plane? Dude, I'll tell you, I like, I love the spear for, for an actual airframe though. The Bronco was the coolest. I love yeah. Bronco, the twin engine Bronco. That thing was awesome. Yeah. You take the nose of that off and then throw the GoPro or and a FPV camera on it and you do flat spins with that thing with the uh, oh, differential thrust. That was, right. that, that was such a sweet plane. That's a pretty decent get, size one too, so that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get building, finishing my Sea Duck. Mm -hmm. I had that at I was I was gonna try and finish that at Flight Fest this year, but I never got around to it. I was just having so much fun meeting, meeting and greeting with people and talking and yeah, that, that event was wild. Nice. If Steve tried the spear, and I remember the video was like ground sky, ground sky, ground sky. No, it wasn't a spear, but it was the uh, blunt nose versa. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the spear. Ooh. No, no, it's a little different. The spear is, I think, bigger. It has, oh, okay. it has like a bigger cavity, like bigger front end where you can. Add I never, uh, I never built the Versa, the Versa wing or the blunt nose. Oh, the Versa wing is really, I mean, talk to Kevin about it. He has like, he had a half a dozen of them all lit up and stuff too. Yeah. The Versa wings, easy build and really good flyer when you got to just get the CG right. And it flies yeah. awesome. And more yeah. durable than this, the arrow. Pusher oh, yeah. version was, was really cool. Yeah. Put LEDs. I still have that very first one I built. I still have, and it's still flying. But if I went downstairs, it's like four years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some flight test planes that are from the beginning days that are still fly, like the FT twenty two. Yeah, the little the little Raptor. I think. Now, if you um, built the spear, dude, you basically built the Versa wing. The spear is just a, uh, you know, the got that piece in the middle. Yeah, I, I think so. I think they're pretty much pretty close the, yeah yeah just the fuse in the center or like the little pot or whatever's in, in the middle's changed yep but yeah i love the spear that thing is 
Uh, I have a lot of fun. I, that's what I do for a lot of my FPV stuff. Uh, is just take the spear out and huck it up around the park and fly around the water tower. And I have a little local park that's three blocks down the road that I fly that at a lot. Cool, man. Yeah, that's where I would fly my uh, Versa when I first put it together. I remember, yeah, just, I think, the second time trying to land that, coming right across the soccer field, nice and slow, right across the field and right into the chain link fence on the other side of the <laughs> right field. Oh, no. Yeah. But it took it, it. It was like a tank, man. That it thing. It didn't cheese grate it. No. Well, it was good. Because I was coming in, no power, you know, just floating. Yeah. In. Floats forever, that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a sweet little plane there. Have you, uh, have you guys seen their, what they're doing here recently? What, what flight the, test? The f- yeah. Yeah, the new uh, venture they're going into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the three-year project. It's, it sounds really cool. The, the basic. You know what are they calling it again? It's the um, destination location. Yeah, but before no, they, ever, what is they it? They changed it again too. I they think they changed it from, again. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's the destination location anymore. Well, I know that this has been a dream of Josh since I think 2014. Yeah, because he was talking about it then, and. Uh, it's just a credit to like him and his wife and what they've built and put together, man. Mm-hmm. You know, behind sure. the scenes, Jen is just so much into it as much. And I'm not saying, you know, they don't have a ton of employees that work hard, but uh, it's just been a vision of Josh. He was talking about that, like I said, when 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 I met him at Neff in 2014, I think it was. Yeah, oh, it was wow. before because it was before Flight Fest, the first one. And he was talking about it then. And that was like something he wanted to do. And and. It's awesome, man. And I'll tell you, man, from my twisted point of view and the attack on a family that takes place, you know, daily with all of the shows we have on TV and like, you know, everything that goes on and just, you know, don't look both ways before you cross the street anymore. Just walk out in front of traffic because they're supposed to stop for you. It's like there's no, you know, it's it's great that there's going to be some place, you know, that for that's family oriented. And I just. I hope and pray that they don't get too big to where they draw the attention of some crazy group that wants to, you know, take them out because, uh, you know, it's just my own paranoid delusions. But uh, the world of flight. Yeah. World of flight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, no, I saw that. and They're kicking butt on their goal. I imagine it, it'll probably be done before three years. That's cool. That'd yeah. be amazing. That'd be exciting. I just saw them post a video today about the location and a little bit of open overview, I think, of it. Yeah, it's a massive golf course. That's insane. Yeah. You got to wipe out a lot of trees, I'd imagine, but that'd be a fun spot to fly. Well, then they could, they'd have wood for the fire pit, too, you know. You you betcha. And all the music <laughs> and, yeah, and all the flat grass you can think of. Yeah. So, uh, what do you do? You sim? You say you do, right? Oh, yeah. I, I try and sim. Uh, probably when I first started, it was, I was probably getting almost 20 hours a weekend on the sim, but oh, now nice. I probably cut it back and I don't know. I probably sim once or twice a week now, Okay. but, and that's just to keep the fingers nimble and yeah. Yeah. What's your sim of choice? Uh, rear flight 7.5. Nice. Oh, we gotta get up nice. and uh, do some simming then. Oh yeah. 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 I love simming with the uh, groups of guys that, and, uh, I can't remember what Facebook group it is, but they get on there and post up their hosting web name and their password and nice. tell everybody to join up. And 
Yeah, I gotta, I gotta find my uh, I gotta find my DX9. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's somewhere in the or, garage. Or or Steve, I heard there's a new uh, IX12 out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll just buy that for Civic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it have a USB port out? That's, <laughs> that's all I need. Yeah, that's so much easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't use your V bar for simming with with the planes or anything. Now a real flight, I could do it with. Um, uh, oh, with AccuRC, yeah. Okay. So, uh, all right. So, there's a couple more questions I want to ask, and this is more specifically about balsa stuff because I know you, you know I see your posts, I see a lot of work you do and building your kits, and you know you say you build what like two kits a quarter or so, you know. So, so you know you have definitely way more experience than Kevin or I. Um, so. First of all, like what draws you into balsa kits? Like what, what drew you into that instead of just getting some, you know, let's weld, you know, use welder or foam tack glue to glue some foam together and call it a day? One thing is the, I would say the artistic and beautiful artwork of blueprints. Mm, yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite things. I love looking at a, a blueprint of mm-hmm. a kit. And I'll study that whole thing and just sit there and look at it and just make sure I understand as much as I can about the blueprint before I go into the build. Yeah, some of the plans, when you look at them, there's so much information on it. It's it's oh, almost yeah. like, what am I getting myself into, for, at least for the first-timers, you know? But once you start, a, lot, mm-hmm. a lot of times, some of the information isn't even on there. Yeah. They... they, they mislabel it they just don't even print it on there they don't tell you yeah it's so it's just a big learning experience uh, all around but mm-hmm. so if you i feel like he's just studying the plans is a uh, one big step yep especially if you're doing kid building yeah so what would you like say for kevin or i who who you know might want to get into some kit building what, what kind of tips can you give us for working with balsa um hmm. i would say Keep your uh, super glue close. Not too close. But though, not, huh? not too close. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Not just some poochie uh, up your nose close or anything. <laughs> I also like to, I don't know, I, I keep a lot of triangle stock. Okay. I, I try and keep a lot of just wood on hand because there's so many times you go and reach for a piece and you don't have it or you're you're snagging from another kit and then you got to write on a piece of paper, hey, took this. Uh. Yeah. this size piece out of this kit that way you remember when you go to build that kit in the future uh hey this one's missing a piece because i had to freaking snag a snag a piece for for one um, okay i got a question about ca i bought a fairly large uh tube of ca or whatever you call them little bottle. plastic bottle to ca yeah. yeah thanks and uh every time i put the top on the the top gets glued to the the nozzle so when i unscrew it i rip off the top of the <laughs> nozzle and now my nozzle is getting smaller and smaller is it getting smaller and or is it getting bigger around it's getting bigger around but it's getting shorter yeah, it's getting smaller length. yeah okay yeah. yeah so the holes just getting bigger okay uh hmm. so the last thing i did was take some blue painters tape and just wrapped it around it for now that's that's what i do okay. that's what i would suggest so um because I don't, I usually keep the uh, little poker tip caps on top, like the thinner caps, okay. so you can pinch it out thinner. 
um, I put those on and uh, usually the super glue will just seal the top of those. And so, yeah, you have to occasionally pick out a knife or uh, a needle pin and poke mm. the top. Yeah, I usually but, use a uh, T-pin to poke a new hole. Yeah. I was doing yeah, that, that for a while, but now that I'm getting into constantly using the CA, like with the plain stuff, like gluing all those parts together is where I'm coming across this happening, you know? Another thing is uh, if you have keep spare alcohol, rubbing alcohol around. Oh, I was going to say. That way you can just wipe the tips off with a, a shop rag and then throw okay. the original back back on. And then if you have those little, uh, I can't even remember what they're called, but like pipettes. Uh-huh. If you have, to, if you use the pipettes and stuff to uh, draw the glue out of, of just the bottle, then you can just drop that pipette in a cup of uh, isopropyl alcohol or rubbing alcohol, and that stuff won't, the CA won't stick to it. Okay. So that way you're you're not really, and you can just open the top of the bottle. You don't need to pull the cap off or anything, and then you're just using that pipette once and then throwing it back in the, the jar of CA sitting on the workbench, or not the CA. Alcohol, yeah. Alcohol, sorry, yeah. Oh, and, that's uh, a neat tip. Ready to ready to use for the next time too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, when you first said have some alcohol lying around, yeah, I was going. Well, there's no problem there, yeah. but get, get a one on the top I shelf. No, you said yeah. <laughs> rubbing alcohol is different. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be drinking any of that. No. <laughs> oh man, now Kevin's gonna get confused. Wait, is this cup kettle one? No, or is dude, this... that's one thing no. I don't get confused over. <laughs> If it smells too strong, put it down. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I think you would get confused if it was something like, I don't know, some cheaper vodka like Georgie or something. Or you're like, no, no, that kind of smells the same. <laughs> no. The only thing I get confused at is what happened in the movie I was watching, you know, the next day. I'm like, I don't remember the end of that movie. I might have to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh, boy. So, yeah, the last question we have here. Dude, that this is a, I'm, one I'm interested in. Mm-hmm, me too. Fixing balsa. How do you fix balsa planes? It's um, interesting. There's there's a tough tips that I had to learn, uh, and that's what what woods you're using. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a huge huge part in how you how structurally sound your airframe can be. Uh, you basswood stronger than balsa wood. Okay. Ply, stronger than bass. Uh, and those are the three main woods that I use is bass, ply, and balsa. Um, and you'll see all three three of those woods used a lot in my builds. Yeah. Uh, so one of the questions I had with the fixing, it's like you have a covered plane right and you have a rip in it and you know there's some like say in the wing right because that that happened with my cub you know that leading edge um has a nice like karate chop into it from a tree branch and um you know like so what do i do do i cut like take an exacto knife and just start cutting some of the covering off so i could get to the damaged area like well how would you fix something like that in a situation like that Okay, if you have some sheeting that's been punctured, mm-hmm. or is is it the straight right on the tip of the leading edge? So the whole tip crack. is crunched in, yep. Okay, so what I would do, yeah, is feel out the area mm-hmm. where you feel the crack is and mm-hmm. cut, try and cut away around where you know that crack is, the yeah. smallest area you can. That way 
when you come when you have to come back and recover it, you're not using a ton of covering sure. for the the recover. Mm-hmm. And once you got that uncovered and you see what you're working with, you can start cutting away um, the leading edge. And I've seen people splice when they're cutting long pieces of wood for wings. Mm-hmm. They want to cut at a 45 degree lengthwise. Okay, so you don't just make a right angle cut on the leading edge or any of the spars or any of the, the ribs or anything like that. Right, because if you're cutting at a 45 degree angle, when you need to glue a piece back in, you're going to mm-hmm. cut at that forty same 45 and match them up. Okay. You're going to get the, the most glue adhesion. Sure, most surface um, area, yeah. Yeah, surface area. Mm-hmm. So, And that, that's an easy way to fix a, uh, a leading edge crack. Okay. And if if you've got uh, some sheeting that's been punctured in as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. It's just cutting a small square out of the sheeting and uh, gluing in some underside where the sheet, the undamaged sheeting is. Okay. Glue, glue a small joiner from the underside, and then you can just sheet back on the top side of it and uh, sand it down and use some filler for the new square chunk that you're going to use to fill it. Okay. If, if it's kind of hard to describe, but, uh, well, what if it's like, you know, because the leading edge has like that, you know, airfoil, right. It has a curve to it. And so you right. go, you go from the curve of the, say your say I take like a, whatever half inch block of balsa, I 45 degree cut that, put it in there and then I sand it down to match the leading edge of the existing. Right. So now mm-hmm. I got a new leading edge. Now, on top of that, that had a sheathing that went up, say, a quarter of the wing, right? How most ball planes usually have some of it sheeted or if not all, you know. Right. How do I kind of match that curve up when, like, there's ribs there? Do I cut, like, you know, in between the ribs so I could get a little bit of rib to give me a form? Or do I just cut in the middle of it? And, you know, I think what you're saying is, like, you kind of put a piece underneath and glue that. That's what – okay, so it depends how – how structural, how damaged it is. Yeah. But if, if you're working at changing or not changing, cause you're just repairing, um, at looking at fixing at the airfoil, I would try and get to a point where you can see a rib mm-hmm. and it, depending how different each rib is in the wing, cause each wing airfoil can be so, so different. Right. It but be if, tapered if and stuff, right. Mm hmm. If you're just working with a straight wing cub, most of those uh, those ribs inside there are going to be pretty identical. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be much fluctuation from them. So I would try and get um, like a, a sheet of paper and uh, line up and kind of frame out with a pencil the shape of the airfoil and then uh-huh. transfer that to a wood piece and uh, sand it down as needed. And see if you can fit it in along the edge. If you If you were to snap a rib, like a nose, a nose section of the rib. Yeah. Then you can just uh, trace it out with a piece of paper, and then try and uh, yeah, just, just reproduce that like part exactly. of the rib. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then and that's a a lot of times uh, you'll need to you you may need to cut away a decent amount of the airplane. Uh, yeah. Some of the crashes I've had, I've had some where you strip off covering and you find pieces that haven't even been glued or you buy a used plane. That's another experience that I've had a decent amount of is by used plane and some of the woods, not uh, structural inside inside and it's not glued down all the way or 
Um, it's, it's so old that it, you know, came loose. It happens. Yeah. I've seen that too. You know, it's, these planes aren't meant to be around forever and they may not print it on the box, but each one of them has an expiration date. Hmm. Really? Okay. That I wouldn't have even thought about. Well, and and I say that jokingly as in each, each one day, one day, one plane may, may go. Uh huh. Unfortunately, you know, it's just, it's just the hobby. You, You crash them and, but yeah, that's what I mean by an expiration date. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, when it comes to recovering, do you like, you know, I'm, I'm, you have to overlap a little, right? I mean, I guess, and just tack yeah. down and, and stretch it back uh, tight. And the the best way to uh, fill up a patch is usually try and use circles, cut circles. That way, you're not having a, especially with back in the day with glow fuel, you're having fuel get back on the plane. And uh-huh. if you had a patch on there that was cut out in a perfect square, you'd have that fuel get up underneath one of the corners of that newly placed uh, covering, ah, and it'd okay. start peeling up. So if you oh, cut out cut out in circles, you're not having fuel right up underneath of the the new covering that's been put down over top and peel up. Wow, that's another good. Yeah, idea. I I have quite a few planes that have square patches on them. Yeah, <laughs> but I, they I were mean, like that when I got them. I've, I have my fair share. When I first started, I didn't know that that yeah. uh, little tip in it. I mean that that's something I try and do every time now. Unless, it, of course, you know you, you can't help it. And you need to cut out some angles, but yeah, well, that makes sense. Huh. Yeah, I, and uh, another covering tip. I'll tell you, I am in love with Ultra Coat. That is one of the easiest, uh, the easiest covering things I've used so far. Is is ultra coat and okay. I, I love that stuff i have i've used monocoat and cover right and i don't know i i love ultra coat it's it's the way to go wait wait so they're different yeah they're, they're i thought oh, they're yeah. just basically like all the same thing but just people put different names on it so from my understanding is a lot of them take a varying degree of temperatures mm. and i have no problems i i don't think i could put a burn a hole in my, in ultra coat. I'd have to sit there and hold on to it and leave it there for 15 minutes. My Harbor Freight heat gun will say otherwise though. Oh yeah. Oh, no. I've done that before. Well, Whoa, I have a big hole. <laughs> sitting there vaporizing with your, uh, with your Harbor Freight gun. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, just one temperature. It's all like high, <laughs> you know, there's it's no like varying heat. On and yeah. boiling lava hot. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what you get for an eight dollar heat gun, but <laughs> yeah, oh boy, yeah. I usually, no, I usually run two hundred degrees on uh, when I'm covering and stuff. Two hundred, two twenty, I think is what Jeez, most I, of my guns are set up. I had the the iron. Oh, you're talking about heat guns? Oh, well, yeah, my irons. Yeah, my heat irons. My my iron was cranked as high as I could make it when I was covering stuff. Jeez. It seemed to work okay. I don't know. Yeah, I ca- I'm kind of the same fashion. Like just like hot and just tack it, tack it, tack it as much as possible, and then shrink it. You know. Yeah, yeah. that's that's one hard thing about covering is you finding the right temperature and seeing how it works with because the more heat you apply, the more it stretches. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, just finding that sweet spot and getting it to stretch and 
that's another thing is having another extra pair of hands is always nice around the shop. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I was having my dad help me out with uh, stretching the covering the other night when I was working on the hog bite. Yeah, that's it's coming along. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so let's move it up to the next section, or do you have any other questions, Kevin? No, that that's that's pretty good, man. Very interesting in the balsa plane world, man. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of that stuff on, which nope. is good. Well, I mean, which is good that we're getting to it, not that we haven't Woo-hoo! had a lot on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally, I've been waiting for you guys. Nice. nice. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, yes. Now some, you gotta find somebody some else. Plank, I mean, me. play talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys. There's plenty of other ones out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you guys chose me. I was like, heck, huh? You know, this is. Uh, this is. Oh, you I want mean, me to? You want me to come on for the first time? Talk about airplanes? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Kevin and I That's both uh, had uh, the same conclusion when we met you at flight uh, to flight fest. You know, we're like, oh, this guy, this guy's cool. You know, like. It was just like talking to someone we knew and, you know, we were very comfortable talking. So, like, when, when your name popped up, as like, yeah, I'll come on it because, you know, I made that whole post. Um, and, like, basically, I took that post and as folks, like, yeah, I'd do it, you know, put their names in. I basically just, boom, copied that right into a spreadsheet. And that's the order I was going to go contact people in and, and see, you know, when we can get them scheduled. And obviously, with scheduling, you know, things kind of moved around, but... You know, I was like, oh, but, you know, Andrew's like, it's a sure thing. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, it's like we were excited to get you on the show. Um, oh, so we know yeah. it's going to be good. So Yeah, man. Yeah, I was oh, stoked. I have one more question. Uh, Andrew, at Flyfest, you had a baseball you were having everybody sign. Um, and you talked about your knees a little bit. Uh, you were into baseball. You play uh, a lot of baseball when you were oh, younger. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that was one thing I pretty much grew up hooked on was uh, I was playing ball like my favorite movie as a kid was The Sandlot. Okay. And uh, George Earl Jones, I believe, if I, if my memory serves me correct. But, uh, yeah, I was a big baseball fan and grew up playing. My dad coached me in Little League and uh, ended up earning a college scholarship and tore my knee up again while I was wow. up there. And uh, ended up moving back home and calling it quits. Wow, man. Yeah. Wow. That must have so been tough. It was. And and I was I struggled for quite a few years trying to find something to do. And I'll tell you, this RC hobby has been nothing but it's the biggest positive experience and biggest positive group that I've ever been a part of. Uh, mm-hmm. Skateboarding. Skateboarding was uh, – I used to skateboard back in the day as well. And that uh, – I mean – that was cool, but you'd never find the, Hey, I'll help you. Hey, I'll, you know, you need an ESC, you need a battery or anything like that. You wouldn't find that in, in the skateboarders group. I don't think at least not, not what I had seen anyways. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I had, I don't know. I had seen the flight test and what they were about and even just going to the SIG, uh, SIG fly in and just seeing all the people chatting and, all the smiles and friendly people. Yeah. It, uh, it really makes you feel good. Uh, and you still feel that there's hope for the world. There's good in the world. There's, <laughs> there's yes. good stuff happening mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, it really warms your heart. And, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I love about it. 
Nice. Nice. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's go into uh, the top 10 shotgun round. Shotgun round. I don't think I need to explain what this is, right, Andrew? Oh, no. I'm plenty used to this. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Kevin, you want to start it off and go every other question? Yeah. I know the answer to this, but I'll ask anyway. Pinch or thumb? Pincher. Nice. <laughs> he said. It, he said it earlier. Yep. Nitro electric. Oh heck, I'm electric, but I love Whoa. me some nitro. <laughs> I love me some nitro. Wait. I love smelling that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I know I'm delaying the damn shotgun round, but how many electrics and nitros do you own? Just curious. It's about. It's a. Actually, I probably. I probably own some more nitros than I do electrics, but not by much. Okay. Okay. From the post I see, I think it's that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of nitro planes here. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Sorry about that. Okay, let's continue. So do you enjoy the small park flyers or the giant quarter scale? I enjoy the quarter scale, but I love being able to just run over to a park and get in flights. That's, uh, that's what I'm about. Anything 60 inches, wingspan under. Yeah. Anything, anything that's easy to throw in the back of the truck and mm-hmm. take down the road. All right. Uh, do you like flying with gyros? Um, actually, the only plane I fly with a gyro in, and it has been up until recently, is the uh, oh heck, brain fart. Um, AS3 Extra. Oh, no, okay. this, well, I guess yeah, I guess the AS3 Extra has the gyro in it too, but I don't use it. Okay. Um, yeah, the spear I threw a high tech gyro in a buddy of mine let me borrow. Nice and. Uh, he was going to let me use that because of the I'm using HD footage on it. So you said, yeah, it may, may help make your footage a little bit smoother because those wings have a wing rock. Right. Mm-hmm. Each one of them. So, yeah, if you don't get those uh, vertical stabilizers like perfectly parallel, it, it'll it does a little shifting around on you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a little prance and dance. Little yaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you a scale guy or you like 3D stuff? Uh, I'm more of a 3D guy. I appreciate the scale, but 3D is sweet. All right. Strap or strapless? I'm a, I'm a strap-on guy. I hate to say it. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to ask that question. And I, I keep on waiting for somebody. Yeah, I'm, I usually have a strap-on. <laughs> oh boy okay. i didn't know really know how to take that or, <laughs> yeah, like, like what else can you do but just laugh i don't know okay yeah that's that's all you can do um, <laughs> all right what kind of servos do you put in a lot of your stuff are you a cheap servo guy or you like to go with the more expensive stuff oh you mean uh, i'm a high-tech guy i like using high-tech and digital nice Nice. Okay. Uh, profile versus full fuselage. Oh, full fuse. Okay. Do yeah, you like fuse. full fuselage? Okay. Yeah. Do you use a high KV small prop or are you a low KV big prop type person? I like a big prop. I like uh, hearing the chop. Yeah, I'm with you, especially with, I know you said you're more of a 3D guy, but especially I like to get as scale as possible. Even with something silly like the baby blender, man, I had to get that 11 inch prop on that. Oh my thing. goodness! Because that's about how scale it would inch, be. Wow, yeah. dude, I wish I wish I would have seen that the year 
yeah, two years ago. That was awesome. I remember oh, seeing that on, oh, on no, the footage. That your uh, SC5? The yeah. SC5. Yeah, like, that was, SC5, that's what it was. That was 22-inch prop. That thing was oh, enormous. Oh, my <laughs> The motor was humongous. It yeah. was huge. It was a beast. But oh, just man. on the regular baby blender, yeah, I had an 11-inch prop. On my, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a that's a hefty size prop. Because as most well. people put an eight by four on there, so when you see an eleven yeah. inch prop, you're like, damn. Yeah, I think it's like eleven by four or something, something silly <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right, and then do you like uh, smaller events or bigger events like Jonah or Fly Fest? Uh, I'll tell you, I've had a ton of fun at all of the events I've been to, but nothing compares to Flight Fest. I had yeah. a heck of a time at Flight Fest, meeting all just meeting all the people. Uh, yeah. And I, I would say that's probably why I enjoy the bigger events is because there's more people there. There's more more of a chance for you to socialize and get out and and more people there, more more planes to see and more crashes to do and it. more yeah. midairs and just more everything. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, but I will say we got some clubs around that put together some really nice, uh, really nice, pretty. I mean, they're pretty good size. I wouldn't call them giant like flights. Flight fest yeah, or anything. I would say like but, I mean anything small. I would say is hundred pounds or less. Yeah, these these are definitely a definitely that mm-hmm. area, and uh, they're they're great events as well. Uh, I kind of helped a, a guy here local create a uh, flyer for an event last year, and the Quad Cities Children Fun Fly, and uh, that was a that was a fun experience getting to use Photoshop again and mm-hmm. just. Doing doing my part and giving back to the hobby, and that's that's really what I want to do is learn as much as I can so I can give back. Because I I've been I've been taught a lot by many great people. Yeah. That seems to be a theme lately that I've heard a lot of people say um, yeah. is doing what they can to help other people, giving back to the hobby. Man, I hear a lot, and it's it's awesome, man. I think. That's one of the reasons why we got all the podcasts starting up, and yeah. and I yeah. listened to Chris on Chris Reiber on the uh, Hobby Geek, the Hobby Geek podcast, and yeah. that's one thing he said was you know he just loves giving back to the hobby in any way he can, and it's it's awesome, man, it's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of Hobby Geek, if you guys uh, if you guys have a chance, I did a live video with him on Instagram today. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, and. Uh, we were kind of testing some waters because I had gone and recorded a, a podcast with him a couple months ago and my audio had kind of crapped out. But uh, today we tried redoing it and we're testing Instagram lives feature and okay. uh, it, it turned it out not too shabby and it got a little tour of my, my workshop in my basement and the 3d printer in action and oh, nice. just uh, some bench flying chit chatting and kind of, kind of different form of podcast there. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. Very cool, man. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And that, that was Hobby Geek 053 on Instagram. That's Matthew Helen. He's a good guy. He's okay. down in California. Yeah, he's in California. Yep. Yeah, we'll definitely check that out. All right. Let's uh, move on to news and announcements. All right. News and announcements. Ah, there we go. All right. Go. I'm, I'm on it, man. I'm He's hired. It. You're hired. Fred, <laughs> you're out. out. Catch, catch you later, Fred. <laughs> oh, we got a new planker on the show. <laughs> oh, come on. Fred's not a planker. Yeah, yeah. He's a, a, a quanker. <laughs> He's a, quaker. 
a quaker. A quanker. A quaker. It's a it's a planker, but a quad quanker. <laughs> a quanker. Jeez. <laughs> That's not mine. <laughs> so anyway, mm-hmm. news and announcements. I had some. I had just a news or announcement or whatever you want to take this as. Um, but our buddy Bill. Uh, put out a pretty good video. I watched it. If you got 13 minutes and got nothing to do, um, it was a pretty good video. Speaking of planes, Jason. Yeah, the um, Warbirds. The Warbirds were really something to see. It was pretty nice, man. Some good-sized stuff. And, you know, he shoots a lot of video helicopters, but he did a great job with the planes and, and you know, edited it really good. I mean, not a whole lot of boring four-way, you know, plane footage. Uh, got the good stuff, guys. You know, coming in, landing, and, and uh, some formation flying and everything, and some really nice models, man. I don't even know. He was somewhere in Jersey, too, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's Somerset, I think. It's where? Somerset. Oh, Somerset. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. Yeah, I'll have to check that out um, when that's happening this year. Yeah. So good job, Bill. Good job, Bill. All right. Uh, and we got another announcement here. Congratulations to Javier for joining the Full Pitch Podcast. Yes, congrats, Ooh, Javier. That's awesome. Congrats. So now instead of saying Frank Mordiellos every episode, we can say Javier Moreno. Yeah. Every episode. You said his name wrong. Isn't it Moreno? It is, but it just sounds weird when you say it. All right. Well, <laughs> I have missing teeth, so give me a break. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, you're getting ready for that Florida. I'm getting ready for Florida. Hey y'all. <laughs> oh boy. Me too. Uh, right. so let me let me look at my notes because I might have another announcement. Okay. Unless you got something. Uh let's see here. Um uh, I do have an announcement. Okay. I'm joining the Quanker group. Oh really? <laughs> I bought myself uh all the stuff I need to make that little what is that thing called? Uh the tiny whoop. Tiny whoop. Tiny whoop. Yeah, so I got the the flight controllers and F3 flight control for DSM built into it. So that's going to be nice and compact. Um, I got an airframe with the four, like, hopped up 14,500 or 17,500 KV motors. The special uh, sauce motors? Yeah, I'm not sure how special. They're the ones that Fred recommended. But I remember him talking in the show. He said that the, the higher KV ones, like the super high KV ones, actually aren't that good. You get really less – you get – you know, crappy flight times with the single cells. And, yeah. um, you know, you get like this weird, like resonant wash, you know, prop wash when you try to, you know, like decelerate or, you know, come down in altitude. So, so I just went with what he recommended. I think, um, um, but I got it from all the links that he had on the post and that post is still pinned on our Facebook page. So if you nice. want to get into it, um, and give it a shot, definitely try. It was, I bought the, the frame and came with the motors. I bought, the flight controller and I bought a camera for it and it was um under eighty bucks shipped. It was like seventy nine bucks or just about eighty dollars shipped. Damn. Um, I got a twenty five dollar gift card on Amazon, like in my account, so it cost me like fifty some my dollars. And Damn. it should be coming yeah. tomorrow. So that's clutch. Yeah. That's clutch. Wow. So that's gonna be nice. So I'm actually gonna have to go find my Spectrum DX9 somewhere, wherever it is in the garage. Pull that sucker out and dust it off. Dust it off. <laughs> charge charge probably, it up. Yeah, probably charged up that you know that four thousand milliamp battery I have in there, and uh, and then yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. In future episodes, am I gonna have to mute you guys while I fall asleep when you're talking about quads now? 
No, because you're just going to have to buy one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You're just going to have to get your gremlin going. Or get the gremlin going, yeah. Yeah. When I when yeah. I stop buying filament, I'll I'll buy. Oh uh, yeah. Well, that stuff. Gonna, that ain't happening. I'm gonna be in that boat. I'm gonna be in that boat too. Because <laughs> you know you think you have enough filament and you start printing and you're like, oh crap, I printed out the same side twice. Now I have to <laughs> redo that. <laughs> you know, you really always print. make a mistake. Yeah. So it's it's pretty funny. It's 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 been a great experience though. Oh, and I have another announcement that oh, yeah? may or may not have anything to do with RC, but. Uh, Holy Testicle Tuesday. Did you see the SpaceX thing go off today? Dude. Oh, no. I miss watching Joel's video on that. So amazing. That was freaking unbelievable. Dude, when those two nacelle pods or whatever those things landed? Landed simultaneously. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to mention. That looked like a video video game. It looks, I was like, yeah. holy crap. It looked crap. CG. It was so perfect. Yeah. You amazing. know they did that on purpose. They wanted to time that perfect like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. What an amazing accomplishment, man. Seriously. It's and I know they've been working for years on this, but yeah, yeah just crazy, man. The largest, I think, the largest space payload that they've ever launched, right? Yeah, going to Mars, right? Yes. Send it, well, I thought it was sending some stuff to car some cargo to uh the space station. Okay. Going to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> Now I got Dave Chappelle in my head going, bitches, <laughs> we're going to Mars. <laughs> Yellow cake. <laughs> no, but it got a Tesla on there, right? <laughs> yeah. They did have a car or something. I didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't catch the whole thing why there was a car on there or anything. I think that's an Elon thing. I don't know. Elon Musk. Musk. Who was in yeah. my favorite movie, by the way, Iron Man 2, for a cameo. Mm-hmm. That's um, your favorite yeah, movie? That, one of my favorite movies, yeah. I love Iron Man 2. I don't know why. I, okay. I've watched it about... 50 times wow it's my go-to movie when i'm when i'm drinking and i want something to watch i'll watch iron man too because he gets drunk in it he has a party and Ah, it's just you have a drinking buddy now drinking buddy (laughs) yeah the cat only can handle like half a shot and then he's out oh yeah so yeah he's a lightweight (laughs) for sure (laughs) he also sorry andrew (laughs) Andrew, what were you gonna say i was gonna ask uh you're talking about comic books and stuff who's your favorite comic book character Punisher, no doubt. Punisher. I don't even have to think about it. That's pretty badass. I started collecting the comics years ago. I probably have Punisher one through whatever. I read like the war journals, war journals for years. The Punisher armory. I I had uh, just tons of stuff, man. Uh, Punisher related. Mine was Wolverine, Weapon X. Oh yeah. That's Did why I, my, that's why my son's middle name is Logan. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big comic book nerd too. I love comics. I enjoyed the Fantastic Four for a long time also when I was collecting and mm-hmm. kind of glad I did because those are the ones I'd probably sell now. I mean, I have Fantastic Four 10 and like. Wait, do uh, you still have them? I still have them, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I sold all mine a long time ago. I had an opportunity by Fantastic Four number one for like three grand. That was back in like the 80s, though, when I was making like $250 a week. You know, I'm yeah, like, I yeah, can't yeah. afford that. <laughs> Gonna take a loan out to buy the stupid <laughs> right. yeah. but um i mean like now it's worth like 20 grand or well, i don't even know what it's worth anymore wow. but I, I have insane. like i have web of spider-mans they're all pristine like all wrapped and i built the Foot Locker when i worked at the lumberyard and yeah i was i was a huge comic book fan man loved them for a long time that's awesome and i wasn't one of those guys that just bought them i, I read everything read like, them. i right. read them everything i'd be the guy well i would be 
you know, working at the lumberyard and then taking my lunch break and reading like comic books from 1960s, you know, out in my, in my car, you know, or something having my lunch. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know you guys, like I heard you mention something about comics, I believe at flight fest too. And I didn't have a chance to like further go into depth about comics, but yeah, I love, I'm a big comic guy myself. What happened was, though, you know, they, they had too many crossovers, and then they started ramping up the price. And I mean, it, was, yeah. it, it almost became unaffordable to keep up with a story. And, I mean, geez, the only special editions they were trying to capitalize on, it just it, – they, they really blew it way out of proportion to where, you know, your average collector or kid couldn't even afford it, you know? Yeah. Well, and at the rate they're printing them, it's not even a collection anymore. Yeah. True. But and, I'm, I'm, and then girls – at least that was for me. I don't know about you guys, but oh, like I said, ladies, hit me up. <laughs> did did you ever? You you guys have probably seen you know Big Bang where they go to the comic book store and uh-huh. they'll take Penny every now and then. Yeah, that exact <laughs> that exact yeah. thing happened to me. I took a really hot chick I used to work with down to the comic book store in Cedar Grove, um, and dude. Guys were like coming up to me weeks later. Who was that girl? You know, yeah, yeah. and I'm like. All right, creepoid. You know, I'm like that was just somebody I worked with. You know, it was a friend of mine, but it was just like she was dying too. She was like, you know, it's so funny walking in that place, and I don't the think they've of ever seen a girl. And eyes. Yeah, yeah, it was just <laughs> crazy. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to death with the the films they've made, and I'm glad that it's funny because growing up when I was when I was younger, Marvel Universe really had the shit movies. They couldn't get a movie right oh, to no. save their lives. Yeah. And then DC started doing great films, you know, like Batman Begins and all that stuff. And, and now it's complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I couldn't agree more, actually. DC is my favorite, actually. I, I like The Flash and seeing some of the movies that they're coming out with. It's like, holy crap. What the yeah. hell's going on? What the hell's going on? What are you guys doing? I just watched Thor Ragnarok this weekend, and um, that movie was hysterical. That movie was oh, so good, so good. Yeah, Very I've heard some film. great, great stuff about Thor Ragnarok, and I, I wasn't a big fan of the uh, the beginning Thor series. No, no, no. But this just makes up for everything. It's so yeah, good. that's what I've that's what I've heard. See, and I did like those other two films. I like the the Thor films. Yeah. It was, it was probably just me too. I haven't seen them in a while. I'd have to go back and watch them again. But I think yeah, my least just, my least favorite film out of all the Marvel ones was Doctor Strange. I that one kind of really I kind of like that nothing one for me. I, and Ant Ant Man was kind of good, but um, I don't I don't go back and watch them again. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I I like Doctor Strange. It wasn't too bad. It was the it was visually pleasing, I should say. But yeah, it was kind of hard to follow on like. And I like that actor. I think he's a good actor. I've seen him in other films that I was like, wow, like the imitation game was amazing film. Yeah. That's where I saw him first time. Yeah. Yeah. So we just went from RC to movies, comics. Comics, We could tie it all together. I've seen Superman fly at flight fest. There you go. RC version of Superman and Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. (laughs) I'm waiting for somebody to build like the jet that the Avengers use and have that thing flying around. I thought you were going to say Wonder Woman's jet. <laughs> well, I'm building that now. It's a, new, it's a 1912 version of it. Oh, you but should yeah. totally build that. Just put a Wonder Woman model figure. A. <laughs> but how, st- how silly is that? I mean, I've heard comics say this. You know, like Wonder Woman has an invisible jet. So when you look up, you just see this woman sitting, flying yes. through the earth. Like, sitting sitting the with her arms out. Yeah, yeah. Her like, arms are just yeah. straight out. That's how they fly. That's yeah. how... 
That's how superheroes fly nowadays. Uh, oh, boy. That's awesome. And then yeah. when you park it, how do you find it again? <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. You have your little alarm thing. <laughs> nice. Okay, let's uh, move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. All right. Uh, what's next for you in the hobby? So I'll be flying maybe with the canopy or maybe without oh, a geez. canopy yeah. <laughs> on my Gawi X7. Uh, I do have another canopy for it. So, like, you know, I mean, it sucked that this canopy became uh, fiberglass confetti, but, um, you know, whatever. It was already beat up from, from a, you know, a, a crash or a tip over or whatever you call it. So, yeah, I'm not really hurt about it. I have another one. I can put it on and it'll look brand new just like it did the first day I built it. You need to name that uh, helicopter El Diablo. <laughs> sure. Well, that's that's the that's the devil. How do I say the demon? Thing I don't know. Where's better. Anthony Garcia when you need him? <laughs> Tango Cuchillo. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, so I have a, you know, I'm going to fly that. I want to fly that. I want to fly the Oxy-4. Oh, I didn't, I didn't mention this earlier. I put uh, 360 millimeter blades. It's even better. <laughs> like it just adds a little bit more floatiness to it. Um, oh, 360s? Yes, instead of the 350 millimeters I had. So it's, you know, you're talking about two centimeters bigger on, uh, on the rotor disc. But with the, the, the weight of the helicopter being, oh, I weighed the helicopter too. I did a bunch of weighing. So the Oxy-4 with a 1050 6S battery pack, battery pack weighs in at 2.4 pounds. Okay. Wow. You know, that doesn't seem like a lot. Gawi oh, that X, seems super light. Gawi X7 with 5,000, two 5,000 6S packs on that weighs 12.2 pounds. Whoa. Okay. Now, wow. I did the math, and if I were to go drop down to a 4,100 battery right so two forty one hundred success packs it would weigh 11 point i mean it would weigh 10.8 pounds bringing under 11 pounds so under 11 pound 700 size electric it's gonna be awesome i know what yours weigh in yours was like uh, 10.5 i think right your yeah. 690 the logo 690, yeah. yeah so that's gonna be very close with more blade disc and more power so if we increase the size of the penguin, the brain is still smaller than that of a human, nevertheless larger than it was before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I'm thinking the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but this is just loading. This is, ah, man, I just can't wait. So I can relate, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right, so that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> the demon in Spanish is El Dimono. That's not as good. No, no, no. Dimono? No, no, no. Nah, yeah. nah, I pass on that. Right. As my f- co-worker said, take a hard pass. Well, I was going to say you should call it the ghost or something, but that's not really, it's not a ghost. How about, how like about can I just do, uh, what's like possessed? a... No, 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 what's, what's like a nice, a different way of saying like bad luck? Like, you know, like... My trip to number Vegas? Number 13 or uh, <laughs> trip to <laughs> Vegas. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, we'll figure that the out. The Ace but of Spades? That's a bad luck? I thought yeah, that was isn't good. Isn't Ace of Spades bad luck? I don't know. Isn't the Ace of Spades the highest card, in, the most like highest card in the deck? I thought it was the death card. I don't know. 
What do uh, I know? I don't know. Anyways, we'll we'll figure that out on another episode. So stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Kevin. So what are you going to be up to? Well, hopefully flying this weekend. On Saturday, supposed to be a nice day. Yeah. Yes, I said sad day. Sad day. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm from Bayonne. Saturday. Um, and I'm gonna probably definitely be gluing more parts together, and not my fingers, hopefully. And uh, I ordered more filament. Uh, I'm like halfway through the. The green one, and I ran out of green filament, so I started printing out yellow wings. What I'm going to do is I'm going to probably set up some cameras and, and try and do a build log for, of the blue and yellow Stearman. Um, we'll see how that goes. Because I'd like to do that and put it together, all this talk about you know giving back to the hobby and stuff, and it makes me feel like I should you know set up some video cameras and just talk about that. Um, on, and t- because the video that these German guys put out, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, I'm glad they did it, but it's kind of hard to watch. So, okay, I might do that. Yeah, we'll see. More build logs, build videos. Why not? Like Why I don't. Not? Like I need more stuff to do. I know. I'm. I'm with you. I. I want to buy another helicopter and do another build video series or whatever, like I did with the Oxy Four. So, yeah, that that might be something new coming down the line. Not not next week, but in in a couple of weeks, we'll see. Yeah, and I got to start putting my Oxy Four together. Yeah. Well, I save money to buy the electronics. What electronics do you need? Motor and ESC? Motor, ESC, servos. Hmm. Well, why don't you do this? Flabulous controller. Flabulous. Why don't you Why don't you take the MKS that you have out of your Oxy-3, put it in the 4, and then put those Turnigy ones in your Oxy-3? Because the Oxy-3 is fine with the Turnigy's. You know, I've used them for years. Yeah, okay. You know, so so take the full set, put that in the Oxy Four. Take the two out of, or all, you know, the two and the bad one out of the Oxy Three. So now you have two spares for the Oxy Four, and then you can rock the the turnkeys I gave you. You have a full set of servos that are working that I took out of my Oxy Three when I went, you know, with Team BK. So yeah, okay, why not? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, and then all you need is a motor and ESC, and that's like you know, like a hundred and twenty bucks. You're done. Okay. So, Andrew, what are you going to be up to? 3D printing. Woo! I'm going to try. Nice. So, what's your first print? What do you think you're going to do? Like, I mean, besides your calibration prints and stuff like that, but, like, what's your what's the first print you want to do? That, uh, okay, so I was watching YouTube the other day, and I can't quite remember his name. I think it's Tom Fulton. But he built a uh, 3D printed RC paramotor. Damn, and, going uh, big right off the bat. Not even like, really? I want to build a tool holder or something for, you know, maybe like a, a satellite receiver holder. You're like, I want to build a parable. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the crazy thing is, is it's only four parts. He has a back plate, uh-huh. a little a little tray lid that screws in, and then arms for the servos on the sides. And That's then you it. just you just get the wing motor and ESC and some two cheap servos and a battery. And yeah, yeah, it's, and a GI Joe character. Yeah, 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 and a and a maybe a tilt, a pan and tilt camera was would be super be cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. But then at that point, I might as well just do the real thing, which I will eventually. I eventually plan on making that a goal. Yeah, uh, to, yeah, but I mean, this is a little safer. Right? Oh yeah, for <laughs> that, for for the time being, yeah, yeah. yeah. So where and, did you uh, find this on? Was it on flight test or um, YouTube? Actually. YouTube. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, I believe it's Tom Fulton, is the is the guy's YouTube name, but yeah, he does a RC paramotor, 
And it, it was amazing to see because Hobby King sells the wing, but they don't, they have like oh. terrible, terrible support on how to get it up and going. And the only guy who has had luck with it and like covered it does a Spanish video on YouTube and you don't know what the hell he's saying. So, and like, I, I can't translate that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Tom, guy, Tom Stanton. Tom Stanton. That's right. S T A N T O N. I know this guy from his videos. He does a lot of cool RC videos. I think yeah, he even he's has got some really neat stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he made like an electric bike and he does like all a bunch of different things. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, I I'll get hooked. Uh, you'll catch me lost in YouTube, YouTube <laughs> yeah. for for hours. For sure. Yeah, this That's kid how. is this kid's pretty amazing. I've watched him put together an air powered motor that was three three D printed, yeah. mm-hmm. a compressed air motor. Yeah, he's done some amazing stuff, and he actually came up with a wing design and a three D printed plane, kind of like just like a wing three D printed plane that I'd like to try. Sure. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that, so I may need to check that out. Yeah. There's a yeah, few he, guys I, I, I watch. Um, this guy, uh, uh, Tom Sandlander or whatever, Tom's list, he's the guy that had the whole Prusa clone list and built that and showed you how to put that all together. And um, there's Maker's Muse, I think, is another guy. Yep. Yeah, a couple he's of a different one. guys. Yeah, because yeah. you need help from time to time. Like, why is my printer doing this? And some guys will run down the whole gambit of, like, you know, if it's doing this, this is this problem or a retraction problem. You yeah, know, go and, through the full troubleshooting list there. Yeah, man. it's very, very cool. Yeah, a lot of good info there too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what I imagine I'm going to be doing that. And um, once I get my uh, femto board from uh, FT this week, I'd imagine it probably be this week. Um, I'm going to solder that back up and see if I can't bind that up to the transmitter and fly that this weekend. And then. Cool. Uh, and then just covering, covering on the hog bike when I can. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. I guess uh, let's do our wrap up. Wrap right. it up. Let's wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Wrap, wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> oh man, you definitely are a listener. <laughs> All right. Hell so yeah. <laughs> Every week. Habitual. I'm a habitual offender. I wonder how many times you can listen to this episode. <laughs> uh, it'll just be once. I may not even listen to it. I may get sick. <laughs> no, you'll, you'll listen to it. It's funny because, you know, even though I don't like listening to myself, I still listen to it every week. Right. I don't know. Um, yeah, okay. that's going to be something Something I haven't done before is listen to myself talk yeah. on a podcast. That'll uh-huh. be interesting. Oh boy! All right, so Facebook likes. We are at seven hundred forty-five plus four this week. Thank you, Facebook, but you didn't provide any new names, so I don't know where this what? plus four is. Oh, oh Facebook! Got my, oh, I got Facebook. my got my arms to the side, my head knocked over. Oh, Facebook! Oh, so can I play the music, anyways? Yeah, let's play the music. <laughs> All right, I'll listen to it. <laughs> I can hear it playing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Let's move on to our Facebook comments. What do we got? All right. I got a comment from Andy Ross um, that came in via Facebook. And well, I said I maneuver. Was, okay. I didn't say tricks. It was, <laughs> it was just sent to me. I don't think he commented. It came uh, in through Messenger, so I'm going to read it. He said. I just finished the last show. Dude, I'm laughing my balls off listening to you waiting on the guys. 
I'd subscribe to your one man show. Call it Kevin's <laughs> Corner. Oh man, Kevin's Corner. <laughs> you even know what he's talking about, Steve? Did you listen could, to the end of the yes, show? Yes, I did. That's, okay. That yeah. sounds like a pretty bad place. Let's do it, Kevin's Corner. Let's, yeah, let's do Dude, it. I can have the I can have the hopped up on coffee show. I can have the Red Bull and vodka show. The monster show. You can have, have I'm stuck sh- in traffic going the to the city. Vodka show. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> you know, or you could have the uh, uh, I'm going to talk about Bill show. Or, oh yeah, I could probably do a trifecta of episodes on that. <laughs> you could just you could just have all these as as you know subsections of your podcast. No, I would just no. I'd run out of material. Then I want to do a complete like hour show on on just Bill. <laughs> the uh, highest rated podcast ever. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> oh God. Now who's dreaming? Sorry, Bill. Um but then we had <laughs> oh. um we had a bunch of uh comments still going on about what what you guys mentioned, the the tiny whoop parts and all that, man. Mm-hmm. And nobody commented on my they liked my my pictures but didn't comment. And I know Chris Breams is is kicking ass with this telemaster man yep yeah that thing uh, started is, working on a tailpiece yeah he started putting the tail together man and he had um like your your basic like eight seven eight inch you know pocket level out there on the table i didn't realize how large scale this thing was gonna be man yeah well this is the, the senior right like yeah yeah this is a big it's pretty it's freaking big. huge yeah, I can't remember what what size his is, but yeah, it's a big guy. Nice. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure Chris will listen and let us know what size his telemaster is. Yeah. All right. Um, website comments. Do we have any website comments? Um, website comments. Um, we had some website questions, right? Uh, I had it open here. I don't know what happened yeah. to it. So I'll go over this one because I replied back to um to Bob. So Bob emailed us, and the subject was AMA and punishing drones, etc. Uh, so Fred was talking about another organization forming to compete uh with AMA. Well, you know what? There used to be one, and used to uh call, what was it? It was called Sport Flies Association. At least that's what he thinks it was called. But yeah, so it seems like there was another group of, you know, this type of deal where they, they had, um, you know, you were able to get insurance through them and stuff and they helped you find clubs and whatnot. Okay. So it's, yeah, so it's kind of cool. But yeah, it seemed like, uh, the rumor is that AMA put, uh, the Sport Fly Association out of business since the AMA didn't want any competition. So really. Yeah, so, you know, which makes you think, like, yeah, I'm sure AMA's probably, like, you know, because they have a lot of members and they have, you know, they have money, right? Like, some money, I don't know. Um, But, like, yeah, how hard would it be, like, for some new organization trying to start up for them to just squash it, you know? Like... Oh, be easy. Yeah. So... Be like the Tucker, man. (laughs) Squashing them. Squash. So there was, like, uh, what do you call it? Some lawsuit against them and i think that's how they got squashed so yeah damn yeah so there's actually on rc universe there's a whole uh thread on whatever happened to sport flyers association 
<clears throat> and yeah, this is something I'm gonna leave here. No, it's a big thing on it, so I'll give it a good read uh, later on. Maybe we'll talk about it on the next episode. Okay. Okay. Um, who who else? There was uh, Greg Aldridge. So Greg emailed us through the website, and um. Oh yeah, Greg, I, I replied to. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he wanted to uh, get in touch with you, Kevin, to talk about 3D printer stuff. And you know, I told him just email us at freeforesty at gmail, and I. Th- believe today i mentioned to you uh that you gotta gotta respond and you did and yep. you, you responded a whole bunch of stuff so i'm not yes, gonna read that but yeah good uh also um i don't know if i was gonna save this for later or not or if i missed it uh, but anthony hearn um yes also sent us links to that show he was talking about where they're building a full size yeah yeah build. anthony uh hooked us up with the uh that uh building a chopper series right yeah building the chopper <laughs> i can't wait to watch that dude because yeah. the only thing i've found to watch lately is um iron man well, 2 I'll, I'll talk about it in a little bit no well, we already passed news and announcements so i'll talk about it right now real quick on netflix jerry seinfeld has done it again with this stupid idiotic show uh, him driving around yeah with comedians yeah. have you seen this driving, show? driving in cars and uh having coffee, coffee. Or something? yeah, yeah. It's it's the Seinfeld show, just him in a diner with with one person, and it's I'm like this is the dumbest thing I've seen, but I can't stop watching it. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> That's why I haven't started watching it. But I the did car watch... is awesome. Yeah. You got to watch the one with Michael Richards, the guy that played Kramer on the show. Mm-hmm. That I could have watched for four hours. I watched it last night, and I was like, I I could watch four hours of this. Them just talking about Seinfeld and the old episodes. Nice. Amazing, dude. It's yeah, really yeah. cool, and and it's. And it genuinely, you can see that Jerry Seinfeld loves to laugh and loves to have a good time, and and uh, it's it's really cool. It's a pretty cool show so far. I've only watched two episodes, so um, back to the wrap up. People of Podbean. All right, people of Podbean. I fired up Podbean, and I saw that uh, there were two things going on. Gina Tucker liked episode one hundred and five, listener series with Andy Ross. Nice. Listener Series Volume 6. And Helly Y'all started following us. Nice. Awesome. Thank you. So thanks, guys. All right. Gina. <laughs> I said Gina. <laughs> you know, a picture was like, this, I think I, I don't forget what I said exactly. I was like, uh, does, does this look right? <laughs> the picture of the canopy all shredded, and like, you know, oh, like geez. placed on the floor flat. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the you know the canopy went through the blades. <laughs> uh, man, I wish you were there, man. That site was just like it was so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, it's just like it just like sucked it right in and spit it out on the other side and confetti just pieces flapping down. Anyways, uh, let's see iTunes review. iTunes, we have a new iTunes review. Holy what? crap! Yes. Woo! And it's special because Andrew's here to to see it or to hear yeah. it. Yes. First time. Uh-huh. It's been a while since we heard one of these. Yeah. Yes. And it is from R.H. Maddox. Uh, and he writes, love the show. Is it titled love the show? Been listening since day one. Glad Fred is there to keep the drones alive. And oh. well, Kevin's <laughs> half hour him only show. Last week was funny as hell, <laughs> but I'm not sure about him starting. Oh, I'm not sure about him staring into the mic uh, that it would be that entertaining. 
Okay. So thank you, Mr. Maddox. That was five stars. Awesome. Thank you so much. Woo. Nice. Yeah. And and you know what? From everyone I've heard, they all want to hear this. Uh, they want, all want you to do this one-man show, man. Well, I'm going to be doing it when I do the, if I do the build blog. There take you go. everybody on a little tour of my, my cave downstairs. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Just got to get some of the, you know, paraphernalia out of the way and then do a video. <laughs> yeah. All the bottles of Kettle One. All the, yeah. Everywhere. Empty bottles, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, what's funny is I, I, I have the recycles go down and I have like three cans or whatever. And, and so I don't bring them down every week. Yeah. I wait like a month till they all fill up and then I bring them down. And that guy's got to be like, holy crap, this guy drinks a lot. <laughs> this guy can put them down. Because yeah. it's bottle, like em- bottle empty, by bottle. It's, it's like all empty bottles of liquor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. He's like, yeah, he goes good for like three weeks. Then that last week, he just binge drinks like yeah. crazy. <laughs> and I hate to see what this guy does for a living. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. All right. So... Andrew, if someone wants to get in touch with you and, you know, maybe want to chat about some balsa builds or, you know, I don't know, just shoot the shit. How would they do or that? Girl Facebook. wants a blind date or oh, something? Wait, oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or girl want to, you know, go on a Tinder date with you or something? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, don't, I don't do the Tinder thing, man. But uh, Facebook, <laughs> you can find me at Andrew Snyder or AB Snyder RC, I believe is another way you can uh, search and find me there. Nice. And then Instagram. Instagram is AB Snyder RC as well. And uh, I also have a YouTube channel, but that doesn't get as much uh, content as I'd like it to quite yet. But mm-hmm. in the future, uh, I'm looking to change that. So, yeah, when you get to helicopters. Yeah, there you go. Something. <laughs> just, just anything. It's more time. Sure, uh, right. I can step away from some of these bigger projects I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And before we completely go into the outro, dude. I have one more thing I want to say because I was on iTunes. I thought A.B. Schneider sounded familiar. So I cycled through the reviews on iTunes and I found one that was done by A.B. Schneider. And he said, these guys are hilarious and informative. Look forward to hearing more. Maybe one day make it on the show. What? Yeah. How awesome is that? That is awesome. How long ago was that? What was the date on that? October 19th, 2016. 2016. Okay. A year and a half ago. Yeah, a year and a half. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Hey, after saying that, I'm going to say this. Thank you guys so much for having me on because it has been such an honor and getting to hang out and and chat and catch up with you guys again because it was a blast meeting you at Flight Fest and mm-hmm. it was just yeah so awesome you guys are great guys thanks yeah, man. man no it's great, great oh. to great to hang out with you man for sure dude yeah and we just gotta we gotta have you on just for a shoot the shit show you yeah, know? yeah 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 talk I, more shit about Fred oh sorry. I'm always down well uh, hey uh, I'm not always down to talk shit but I'm always down to talk RC there you go yeah. <laughs> cool uh, if we do like awesome. a balsa show or something yeah. yeah. We should get him and Chris Breams on because those are the two guys that we know that, you know, really, yeah. really are, you know, diving in into the balsa stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Sounds awesome. good to me. Cool, man. All right. Let's uh, go with our outro then, huh? Okay. All right. All righty. Drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Check out our webpage, freefarcpodcast.com. Say hi to Chris Reiber. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. 
Uh, with the website, we're probably going to be revamping the website in a little bit. That's kind of a, one of the things to do on my list. Um, you know, there's a couple yeah? things to do. Yeah, well, the logo change is one of the things I wanted. I've been wanting to do forever now. Um, yeah. The website is something where I just want to kind of spruce it up a little, get get some more content on there, get get like, I don't know, just updated. Go Daddy Girl? <laughs> What's her Maybe name? Who's, who's the good daddy Patrick? girl? Danica Patrick. There you go. Or, or the other one. You know, you know what I've been looking at a lot is I've been looking at like a lot. I don't of know the, if I want to know. <laughs> not Danica Patrick. I mean, come on. Yeah. Nah, not my thing. Um, is you know with websites and stuff like the newer websites by like Squarespace or Wix or stuff. It's it's really cool. I, I kind of want to bring it up. Like I work for a, a website company. Like. I wanna I wanna bring it up to like some newer technology in the website, um, better JavaScripting in it and CSS and stuff. So uh, I don't know. I'm thinking yeah, kind of redoing the website and bring it up, add some more like once we get a new logo though. I think a new brand, right? Like I I want to rebrand ourselves a little bit and get something. Um, just you know, we're two years with this logo and stuff, and it's great. But I feel we want to. I I personally want to kind of spruce it up again and re- revive it a little with some more monetization on it so we'll see i mean you know it's all in my head right now and it's all things we i want to do but you know that's also including a billion other things i want to do so we'll see when that gets done but uh, yeah uh Sounds flight test yeah 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 flight test forums off the field audio and video production other than flight test podcast free for rc podcast sitting next to our friends the ft community cast hey, hey Pat, Pat, Joel, and mike <laughs> uh, rcheliHangouts.com forum on the RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free for RC podcasting next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans. Hey, hey well, Ned. Well, Ned. Yeah, and we well, also Ned. got uh, the full pitch podcast there, too. Which is Jimmy Jones and Javier oh. Moreno. Yeah. I don't know those guys. I don't know them yet, but I'll get into listening mm-hmm. to them. Yep. So awesome. All right. Well, Thank you again, Andrew, for coming on the show, taking the time, you know, just, just yeah, having man. a good time with us here. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Anytime. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you again at Flight Fest. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so. I got a couple uh, flight events lined up this year and uh, a wedding to go to early in the year. So we'll hope I have some vacation days lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely cool. Flight Fest. You got to, you know, even if we're probably just going to do what, like a Saturday, Sunday thing again. Yeah. Cool. yeah that's fine i mean i don't i'll bring one helicopter and we'll we'll have a blast so awesome looking forward to it yeah i'll buddy box you i'm down your first helicopter flight on a 700 size heli. oh jeez. I'll, I'll take that challenge if uh if you're offering yeah let's do it nice all right <laughs> it'll be fine because we'll buddy box and we'll bring it up and i'll give you control so it's not like we'll do it low on the deck or anything we don't have to worry um and you know we'll just use kevin's radio and we'll have two v controls with rescue and stuff so i'm not worried yeah, well, it, so i'll have kevin back me up so yeah. he can scream help 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 exactly yeah. exactly Cause, i'll probably cause... be screaming that as we're pulling in the parking lot <laughs> 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 oh man awesome all right so thanks again thanks for all listeners free our skies and we'll see you next time see you bye Dude, I was slow at the end there because I mentioned GoDaddy and I 
I pulled up the Super Bowl commercial from 2005 with Michelle and I was watching that. And I was like, oh, crap. Hey, Kevin. What's going on, man? Nothing, man. I'm freezing my butt off up here. Well, you know what? There's an event in February that you can go that would fix that right up. Really? What event is that? It's the fabulous Las Vegas Fun Fly. It's a manufacturer fun fly held in February 23rd through the 25th of this year, 2018, at the Bennett Field in Las Vegas. All right. I heard some of the uh, top manufacturers are going to be there. Yeah, you got that right. Here's a quick rundown of the sponsors, which is quite an impressive list. The gold sponsors are Align, Diablo, Peak Aircraft, Algawi, Helicopters, Mikado USA, MSH USA, SAB USA, Empire Hobby, BK Designs, A-Main, VP Powermaster Fuel, Enterprise Hobbies, Hobby Wing North America, AlignTRexStore.com, Las Vegas Soaring Club, Urcha, The Brain 2 Flybrawlers, VTX Blades, XL Power, Oxy Helicopters, and Always Keep Flying Group. For silver sponsors, it's quite an impressive list too. So you got B-Sex, you got Cyclone, you got Scorpion, Perfect Regulators, Lore Heli, Putaba, Gen 8, YS Motors, Next Stim, Team Ninja, you know, Joe Reyes and Travis. Yeah. Uh, Free Forestry Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we're even a silver sponsor for them. Micro Heli, Castle, ESEs and Motors, Level End, Johnson Designs, KBDD, High on Helis, Friendly Hobbies, Only Fine Helis, RC Heli Hooligans Podcast. Our nice. There, and Bavarian Demon. That is quite a list. That is a list. No Walkera? No, Walkera couldn't make it this year. <laughs> so what about Pro Pilots? Our buddy Kyle Stacy going to be there? Yeah, Kyle Stacy and many, many more. Alan Zabel Jr. Line. We got Jason Bell from A-Main. Ken and Co. from Align. Nick Maxwell for Futaba, Kyle Stacy for BK Design, Jesse Cavro for MSH and Brain2, uh, Bert Camera uh, from BK Design is going to be there, Colin Bell from Align, Alex Rose, which is MSH and Brain2, Ben Storick, Align, JC Zanko from Empire Hobby slash Gally, Kyle Dahl, representing Mikado USA and VTX, we got CJ Jenkins from Align, uh, remember that kid from Australia? Reese Wyatt from Align, he's, uh, he's out there too. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think he's like 12 years old or something like that, and he's an amazing pilot. Khan Pooney, in true free foresty fashion. I'm going to butcher some names. Uh, from XL Power, <laughs> uh, we got Derek Chekas from Align, Mark Meeks from Align, Mark uh, Blasdale from A Main Hobbies, Danny Huckabee from Align, Justin Taylor for Oxy, who also is Takumi Helicopter. Right. George Brown from Align, and then Donnie Pesci. Yeah, he's uh, Empire Hobbies Gali. Um, he's a young one too. I think he's only about 16 or 17. I think I remember, I follow him on Facebook and he got a, uh, I remember he, he got excited because he got his driver's license, I think, recently. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And those are the team pilots scheduled to attend. I mean, that's not including all the other pilots that are going to make their way out there that are you know, reps and team pilots for, for these companies too. So it should be pretty insane fun fly. That's awesome, man. That's a, a hell of a list of pilots. You want to hear something even more impressive than that? Oh, man. They'll have over $10,000 of giveaway. Holy cow. Like, I mean, it's Vegas, right? Yeah. So they got to go big, right? I mean. And that's a great field. I've been out to that field just mm-hmm. on a regular, you know, vacation and gone out to meet a couple guys just to I, hang out at an event that they had locally there and it was great everybody was great i had a great time and uh nice 
it's a, it's a really nice field. Yeah, and I think in February the weather's going to be like pretty much spot on and perfect out yeah, there. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So there is a forty dollar pilot registration fee, and it does come with a T shirt and a complimentary pilot's dinner. I don't know. I mean, you've been to Vegas a couple of times. I've been to Vegas a couple of times, and um, you can spend forty dollars leaving the airplane. <laughs> Forty dollars is not much in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a three day event, that's nothing. That's awesome. So go to fabulouslasvegas.com and get the full details there. Nice. <laughs> 